0: On a Thursday night with your friendly neighborhood
1: snarf dog. Oh, I like that one. I like yeah. that intro.
0: Number one eighteen. One eighteen. In the books. Almost to one twenty. And a very happy birthday to you. Oh, thank Mr. you. Chris. You are thirty-nine years old now. I am not. Oh, okay. Um, you're a thirty something? Yes. Above thirty five, below thirty nine. Yeah. Thirty
1: seven. Right.
0: Thirty seven.
1: Oh. thirty seven.
0: Really? I thought you were at least I thought you were four years older than me. You're only th- Three years and one month yeah, older than me
1: I thought when I was before I turned 37 I'm like after you're 36 I'm like, oh I'm basically 40 and then I turned 37 and I'm like, man I get a long time yeah. till I'm 40 <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not 40 yet I got you're not three in three more
1: years you're
0: not in dude's atmosphere yet <laughs> all right you still got good knees
1: I'm gonna have a 10 year old when I'm 40
0: Wow yeah you are I'm gonna yeah I'll have a 10 year old before that but 10 year olds. Well, actually
1: he'll be 11 when I'm 40.
0: Willie. Yeah. Because he's going to turn eight this year. Yeah. So then yeah, he'd be 11. Isn't that weird? I just saw my earliest retirement date. So I was just tooling around on like the government retirement site and everything, like looking at my contributions to things. And, um, it just popped up and it said your earliest retirement date is I can retire at 57. um, the earliest but that's 2044
1: yeah that's a long way and i
0: read that number and i was like 2044 (laughs) like that's my earliest retirement date that's 23 years from now which isn't necessarily that long but man i don't know thinking about it it just made me think like what am I doing with my life? You know, like.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? You're doing great <laughs> stuff with your life. I
0: know. I. You're know. On a
1: it's just successful podcast. Wildly, you got three children. You yeah. own a
0: home. I do. Well, the bank does. I'm You're paying like the bank for Like basically
1: in charge home. of the government,
0: the whole government.
1: Yeah, almost all modes of communicate or commun- not communication, transportation.
0: Yeah, just on the waterway.
1: Yeah. Well, but what other governmental modes of transportation are there?
0: That's a good point. <laughs> they don't own the don't railroads.
1: Know. Yeah, they don't, do they? You, well, they
0: don't own any of the transportation on the waterway.
1: Yeah, but they own the waterway. The waterway,
0: yeah. They don't itself. own the
1: railroad. That's they don't true. own the high... Well, they do own the highways. Highways they do, yeah. The byways too, I suppose. What, what is a byway? I, you know, that's a good question. You just said I'm, that. I hopefully know and we'll chime in on that byway. Wait,
0: you don't know?
1: No. I don't know. I don't know what I byway.
0: thought it was going to be like, well, listen here, Jerry, let me tell you about byways because <laughs> that normally is what happens. But so you have highways, you know, or I guess it'd be interstates, right? So you have interstates and
1: outer states. I don't know. Let's look at up. What is a byway? A
0: byway would be a way to go to different places.
1: A road or track not following a main route, a minor road or path. That's why they say highways and byways. So it's like a... Oh, so
0: it's like a meaningless road.
1: Yeah, a meandering... Yeah, Yeah, you want to go the
0: highway if you're going somewhere. But if you don't have a time frame, you go the byway. Yeah. Right? I guess. All right.
1: So we can address the elephant in the room. Obviously, I've done more facial (laughs) scarring to myself.
0: (laughs) You've got a little bit more damage to your face, yes.
1: Uh, I took t- 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 a spill over the weekend, got some stitches. Mm-hmm. Just I ha- four. I had a bandage over them. Jerry said, take, it off. take that bandage off.
0: You look so much cooler with the <laughs> stitches. It's less bright as well.
1: Yeah, it was. The bandage was very bright.
0: But everybody looks cooler with stitches. It's, <laughs> it's proven. Like, you're going to have ladies commenting tonight being like, hey, Chris, you know. What's your DMs? It looks
1: exactly like a, <laughs> the Frankenstein stitch, unlike Frankenstein's forehead. <laughs> it,
0: it really does. You need to add some bolts to your headset. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that you
0: actually look like Frankenstein.
1: So, yeah, I just had a, had a bit of a transportation malfunction. Took a tiny little spill. My sunglasses rode up and sliced my forehead. See, that's why I never wear them. I shouldn't have worn them. They say to wear eye protection, don't recommend it.
0: Well, I mean, eye protection and sunglasses are two different things. (laughs) But no, I don't. uh, Hopefully I can wear sunglasses soon because I plan on getting contacts one of these days. Been fitted. They got my left eye good.
1: I think Marley's going to get LASIK.
0: Ah, I just told Amy tonight I want it so bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, is that for sure she's getting that?
1: Uh, I mean, we haven't scheduled it, but yeah, I think so.
0: So there's two cousin-in-laws of mine that have had LASIK and they both told me the same thing, that it's absolutely incredible. Um, the next day they were basically like normal, maybe a little bit of fogginess, but could see perfectly the very next day. The wild part about the surgery though, they both said that, you know, you see a laser, it's bright, they numb your eye, whatever. It's bright at first, you know, to do the laser cutting, but then when they grab your eye, like they grab a little flap that they just cut of your eye, and when they fold it over, it just goes completely black. Ugh. So you see the flap go over, like turning a page, and then your eye goes black. And man, that f- seems uncomfortable—like not physically uncomfortable, just like mentally uncomfortable—to see your eye go black.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, when I had that retina surgery, from this uh, this scar, yes, um, I call that the hook. It was it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, All right. Today was my final appointment. Oh, really? With my eye surgeon. And
0: then he's like, what the hell?
1: And I walked in today (laughs) with a bandage on my face and two black eyes. And he just looks at me. He's like, what is going on? And I'm like, I don't know, man. You're like, listen,
0: no fireworks were involved with this one. All right. (laughs) Just tripped. They're like, seriously, are you okay at home?
1: (laughs) I wanted to cancel the appointment because I've just I was embarrassed to go in there after yeah. everything cuz I was like all of the the eye doctor, the eye surgeon, they're like this is a like t- textbook case, mm-hmm. you know. They're like we've never seen anything like it. Oh yeah. You should have lost your eye. This is amazing. What a freak. Yeah, they were like <laughs> crazy about it. And then here you go with your final appointment finally, and then you walk in. I'm like I got to cancel it. With but I had already, I had face. already canceled it once. And finally I'm like, "You know what? I can't do it."
0: So why was it? Why is it so far out? Is that like normal to be this far out of, like, to get an appointment to look at your eye? It's just after the surgery. Yeah, they wanted it, it like six a, months after. Yeah, or something? it was like
1: a six month follow up or whatever.
0: So is your eyeball functioning?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Really? Yeah, I mean the my vision's not quite as good as it was in that eye, but it's fine.
0: It's not really. I thought you had hawk vision. I do in
1: my right eye. Just your right eye. Oh. Yeah. Okay, not eagle vision, but hawk vision. Hawk vision, yeah. One they, step they down. got smaller
0: eyeballs, so they're not as good.
1: Um, Nolan said a rotor track not following a main route. Yep. Dirk said they didn't hurt your eye. I don't know what that. I don't know what he's referring to exactly. I don't either. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So that was my that's my uh, boring eye story that got was getting like way too much traction out there in the yeah
0: world. well of course it is chris you've got stitches on your face and people are going to talk about it so i can understand that but it looks cool yeah. i think um as long as you you're sure you're
1: okay at home yeah it's all okay. good all right um, i just thought i'd ask so while we're talking about that subject let's pivot away and talk about the big kahuna subject the
0: big kahuna is snarf, snarf madness. madness yes, yes. So, I had a post uh, today. I put it out on social media finally today about our Snarf Madness competition, our annual, third annual Snarf Madness. This year, we are doing the top 64 video games that Chris and I have curated. Oh, wait, time out. Dirk okay. said
1: the sunglasses, your eye protection didn't hurt. I didn't hurt my eye. Oh, well, that's true. It's true. It just slid up and hit my forehead, but it could have been, maybe I would have had an eye issue. Maybe they had saved my You dad. would have absolutely lost that eye then. <laughs> There you go. He's right. Good point. Um, Anyway, you were saying.
0: Yeah, so top 64 uh, video games that Chris and I have picked. um, And we did go off of like a top 100 or like top 150. We picked the games that we have both played um, and put them into this list. We auto-generated like the brackets to the matchups because some of them are a little bit unfavorable. I've already had people text and comment on Instagram that some matchups are like what the heck man like why did you put these two together we didn't put them together they were automatically generated and we decided to leave them that way instead of ranking them out because we didn't want to have a hand in we didn't want to be an invisible
1: felt. hand in yeah. the market right so to say
0: so as with every other snarf madness you are going to do your bracket and try to mimic my bracket or chris's bracket you're trying to match us, and we will score them from that. There will be a winner for Jerry's bracket. There will be a winner for Chris's bracket, unless it was like last year where we had one person that matched both of ours right. higher than anyone. Um, That's rare. Probably won't happen again. Because like I've I said last episode, if you listened, this Snarf Madness will probably be Where Chris and I are the absolute most different.
1: Absolutely,
0: I'm going to rank a lot of these games way different than Chris is. So because we have different tastes in video games, you know, Um, I think it's going to be really fun. uh, But you can get it at where
1: Uh, snarftalk.com/slash madness. That's really the only place to get it. Yes, or you can go to our Facebook, click the link. It's just going to take you there. Yeah, you can download it. You can print it. You can fill it out. You can take a picture of it, and you can email it to us at info at snarfcomics.com, or you can scan it and email it, um, or you can mail it to us, I guess.
0: I guess, yeah. But info at snarfcomics.com is the main place to email it to us at. That's the easiest, because then we'll get the actual... You know, we can print it out ourselves and score them.
1: And guys, this is our most exciting Snarf Madness bracket. So we really want a lot of participation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We need
1: to push it out there a little more than we have been. We haven't been hitting it too hard. We haven't got an Instagram, some of these other things. So
0: I did Oh, you did. Perfect.
1: We need to do some more of that. But get it in there. Uh, The winner of the bracket is going to win, what, a $50 gift card? I
0: thought it was a $50 gift card along with a T-shirt and A a trophy.
1: And a trophy. Each winner.
0: Yes, each winner gets a trophy, t-shirt, $50 gift card. The loser, the absolute bottom, will
1: also get a toilet bowl trophy. Yes, absolutely. Um, So definitely participate. This one's going to be really fun, guys. And if you don't know how it goes, every week on the show, we do our picks for that week. um, And we reveal the bracket as it goes along. And... We comment on who, how people are doing along the way. Yes. Uh, Remember, you're matching our brackets. You're matching our picks. It's not your favorites. This isn't your ranking. You don't matter. No. You're a peon. I don't care. You don't have a podcast. You're you're a nobody.
0: (laughs) I don't care about your favorite game. I care about my favorite game, and I want you to care about that favorite game and get it right. Okay. I want you to win my bracket. I don't care about Chris's. Like Chris's means nothing to me too because his is dumb. Like all of your games that you like. I mean, just really dumb. So,
1: So my son saw the bracket and was very, very upset that we did not put Fortnite on the bracket. Oh. And in retrospect, yeah, we probably should have put Fortnite on there. It is like the most popular game of all time.
0: Yeah, right now. Like since since it came out right now, yeah, it really is. But I'm not sad it's not on there because to me, it wouldn't have left my first round because I just haven't ever really got into it. I've tried to play it. I just can't get over the whole building and jumping thing. It's oh, just constantly jumping and building, and I can't handle it. I mean, not even just for me. Like, I don't do that. But everybody else that's jumping around and building, and it's just infuriating. I want it to be more like realistic combat. Yeah. More that's like, why I'm a Call of Duty kind of guy.
1: Yeah. if Fortnite, Is that a hint? If Fortnite was like Call of Duty, it'd be great.
0: Yeah. But that's why there's Warfare, or uh, what's it called? Um The new one. The new Call of Duty. No, the new Call of Duty is just called something else. I don't know. I have it, too, and I can't remember what it is. I don't know.
1: It's good. Maybe that's a hint right there.
0: Oh, two hints, (laughs) and now you see the difference.
1: Uh, Marley says, you have to talk about the awesome scooters. They were so fun. Yeah, so uh, this weekend, we were out of town. We went to St. Louis. Um, Had a great time. It's a wonderful city. It really is. Empty is all get out, not a, a soul in the city.
0: What do you think causes that?
1: I mean, I don't know. It's as if there's some sort of a pandemic.
0: Oh, no kidding. (laughs) And people are listening to that? Yeah. In St. Louis, apparently.
1: um, Jay said, top fan here. How about doing the worst video games of all time? E.T. wins that one. Yeah. I actually did play the E.T. game for Atari. I never played
0: E.T., but I did play a game called Fester's Quest.
1: Oh, yeah. On Nintendo. Nintendo.
0: I actually liked it, but I'd probably put it on my worst games because it's just a knockoff of Mario, really.
1: Yeah. So uh, anyway, in St. Louis, uh, they have these little scooters, little electric scooters. That's yeah. what she's referring to. Uh, and you, they're Uber or Lime, they're called, but you can use your Uber app. Mm-hmm. They're just scattered around the city. Sometimes they're just laying over.
0: They really are abandoned. just laying around.
1: And you go up, you pick one up, you scan it with your Uber app. Charges you a buck and then like 30 cents a minute and you drive it around to wherever you need to go. How long does the charge last on that? Uh, it tells you on the little screen on there. It says like 10 miles. Oh, really? Yeah. It'll go that far. It, I don't know if that's even full charge. Like it depends what charge it is, is how many miles the range it's got.
0: But I mean, 10 miles is, is a long way when oh, you're yeah. in a
1: city. Yeah, you're not going 10 miles. No. You're going 10 blocks.
0: That's so these are sophisticated scooters.
1: Yeah. So no, it was a lot of fun. We rode them around. We had we went to an old school steakhouse. So the first night we were there, we had several options. We had there was a Ruth Chris. Mm-hmm. Never been to one. Ruth's Ruth's Chris. Chris.
0: It's really hard to say. There is like uh, the
1: Morton's. I've been to Morton's many times. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I've been to Morton's once.
0: I, I don't know if I've ever went to a Morton's, but I did go to a Ruth Chris. One time.
1: Um, there's all that stuff, but we're like, yeah, let's go to like a local steakhouse. Yeah.
0: Let's be a, let's be one of the locals.
1: So we went to this old school steakhouse called Carmine's.
0: Okay. Falcone.
1: Might as well, (laughs) Ben. Okay. Uh, it was phenomenal by the way. It was awesome. I highly recommend it. It wasn't overpriced, was really good. No kidding. uh, Right on the money. Um, Definitely felt like it was run by the mob. Mob vibes, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, anything with the name Carmines has to be involved with
1: some sort of sketchy underground business. It was definitely mob-run steakhouse, but phenomenal. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't even be saying that. I don't want to get the mob on my... Hey,
0: okay. this is all you. I have nothing to do with it. If anybody from Carmines is listening, I love you guys. I loved love it. Love what you great, guys do.
1: I highly recommend
0: it. We're not talking about any of your underground businesses.
1: cake. It said happy birthday. Really? For free.
0: No kidding. They yeah. just have those ready to go. Yeah. It's ready to go. Just happy birthday cake sitting in the cooler, <laughs> yeah. ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Probably 30 weeks old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they probably get a birthday every night. Did you eat it? Yeah. It was phenomenal.
0: Oh, man. Chocolate?
1: Uh, yeah. It was like a chocolate, like different kinds of chocolate and different things.
0: Are you a cake guy?
1: Not not specifically. I mean, I'll eat a cake, but no, not not really.
0: Me either. You know, when I was a kid, I felt like I would never fall out of love with cake. You know, I've never been a big ice cream fan.
1: Never have. I'm not a huge ice it's... cream fan either. You're not? Not really. Man, I
0: like even more now, Chris. Good. <laughs> I like Everybody a looks cake. at
1: me. Best thing in the world. Yeah. A, my favorite uh, I had for my birthday dinner last night. This is
0: why we started a podcast, is because we both love cheesecake.
1: Yeah. For my birthday dinner last night, my mom made me dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I requested, which meat. is
0: what you do at 37 <laughs> years old.
1: <laughs> Meatloaf.
0: Oh my gosh. The best. Yeah, Key lime fine.
1: pie. Love it. Uh, not a fan. I'm sorry. Green bean casserole. I like that. Cheesy
0: potatoes. Boom. Oof. We're all in. Anything with a potato. You got me. If you would have just said, hey, we got potatoes, I'd be there.
1: My wife doesn't believe me that key lime pie is like my favorite pie. It's hard to believe. And in the top of the running, it's a key lime, banana cream, lemon meringue. Those are my three (laughs) jams.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, we're going to have a a top 10 pies. (laughs) We can do that. We're going to do that because that's ridiculous. You've got the three most ridiculous pies at the top three. (laughs) Key lime. Yeah, it's great. What is a key lime?
1: Why it's do a, they call it a key? It's a type of lime. It's a little lime. Key lime. They sell them at the grocery store, Jerry. It's just I don't understand.
0: What's the difference between a key lime and a regular lime? Just Sa- the size? The
1: size and the taste. Is a that, key
0: lime sweeter? Yes. Okay. You know, I've always thought limes were just as sour as lemons. Most of them.
1: Uh, they're not as sour as a lemon, no. Oh, man.
0: Biting into them, I just can't handle it. It, okay. it gives me that, you know. We've talked about it before, you know. That bitter beer face guy, yeah. The commercial—that's what it makes my face do. Yeah. My whole up bottom lip just covers my face.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's how I feel about key lime pie. All right. Well, I mean, I like it. So, but cheesecake, cheesecake. Yeah, that's not how I would say
0: it. I would cover my body in cheesecake. What kind? Uh, just any kind. Strawberry or just a regular New York cheesecake. Yeah. Like, give me that. When I was deployed, uh, our cafeteria, uh, or it's called a defect dining facility, on our base, I'd go to the dining facility, and they had a triple chocolate cheesecake available every single day. And I would get it every single day that I was there. Um, And it is the single best thing I can remember from that deployment is that cheesecake. I've never tasted a cheesecake that was like that ever again. Cheesecake
1: and Guitar Hero. That's Jerry's deployment. That was my
0: deployment right there. (laughs) Cheesecake and Guitar Hero. And one day I had a master sergeant that was in charge of our like motor pool. He was like in charge of the mechanics and stuff. Um, I had my tray pagoda. Mr. Nathan Klein was sitting next to me and I forgot a drink. So I get up, go get my drink and I come back (laughs) I immediately noticed my triple chocolate cheesecake is gone and I'm looking around and that master sergeant was sitting like two tables down and he's looking at me eating this cheesecake. Cause he just knew that I, everybody knew I had this every day and I stood up and I was like, you mother. And then our convoy commander was sitting next to me and he put his hand over my face and he's like, don't you say it. He's like, you're going to get in big fucking trouble. You better sit down. It's like, "Oh, all right then i just went and got another piece but i was so mad And <laughs> this at this big giant and he was a big dude like he was big. he was like huge and had this massive mustache like this big black massive mustache and he was just down in my cheesecake i was ready to go to blows <laughs> i thought i'd win <laughs> so that's uh that's my cheesecake story
1: nice um no so that was uh st louis yeah we uh and the scooters, you know, I don't know whether they had any involvement in the SCAR. We're not, we're not going there. May or may <laughs> not be the case. I
0: can or cannot. <laughs> will not confirm or deny that.
1: So, no, it was a good birthday. Um, my wife got me a record player.
0: Really? Like a legit?
1: I, yeah, which I've been wanting for a while. Uh, she got me a record player, and she got me some records. Nice. And I opened up the record player, and it didn't work.
0: No way. So yeah, so we
1: had to send it back. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Is it
0: like the suitcase style?
1: No, it's like uh it's an Audio Technica like turntable. Yeah. Um just from an Walmart. Oh, okay. But it's cool, it's Bluetooth, it's got a Bluetooth speaker. You can Bluetooth it to any speaker you want or whatever. She got really me, yeah, she got me some uh records, she got me uh Meatloaf, bad Out of Hell. Awesome. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So the last time I made a Meatloaf, I listened to Meatloaf, and I thought it was like the greatest thing in the world. And I told Amy that, and she just looked at me with this disgust <laughs> in her face, like, who is this man that I married? But I thought it was funny. I don't know.
1: And I love Meatloaf. He's great. Dirk said, record player. Ooh la la. <laughs> Ooh la la. You know, vinyls outsell every other form of... uh Yes, they surpassed everything again. Like CDs and everything. Um she also got me Guns N' Roses uh and a Foo Fighters uh record and I don't remember what the other one was now. There was there's another one.
0: Nice. I've got a couple couple Metallica albums and a um do you
1: have a record player? No. So you just have them? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you get a record player? They were
0: given to me as a gift. They're not I very expensive. I should get one. I just haven't. Yeah. Um. And uh, Iron Maiden. I have an Iron Maiden record as well. Nice. They were all given to me.
1: Well, then I got some old ones from my mom's house yesterday because she's got a bunch of old records.
0: My mom and dad do too. 40, um, they have a lot of forty-five. got
1: some of those. I got uh like all of the Bill Cosby comedy records. Really? Yeah. Can she, we say his name? We can say it. Okay. Um. And a bunch of other stuff. Just old like 60s artists. It's awesome. Record players are amazing. Oh, the Doobie Brothers. She got me the Doobie Brothers. Who doesn't love a good Doobie Brothers? Gotta love them.
0: Michael McDonald.
1: I can can probably do a Michael McDonald.
0: I do do a Michael McDonald in my truck all the time. (laughs) I just don't think I would do it here, unless it was a Patreon thing. I would do that for Patreon.
1: Maybe we'll see if we can get him on that podcast sometime. Oh, I'm sure we can. Yeah. We can pull him down. I know. He's probably buddies with Aaron Neville. We could probably hook it up. They're both soulful. Very
0: soulful. I would argue that Michael McDonald is more soulful than Aaron Neville.
1: Yeah, Michael McDonald isn't he like the king of everything? Motown, or well, he's not. Not no, Motown. Not Motown, but, but like that style of music. What yeah. do you call it?
0: I don't know. Doobie <laughs> Brothers music. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. D- doobie music. Doobie music. That's what it's called. For a nice doobie.
0: Yeah. At night. <laughs> So my week, this week, real quick, was terrible. Hmm. I started off being very ill um, f- for two days. I slept for two days straight. COVID? No, throwing up.
1: Oh, so you came really here strange. to infect me.
0: Oh, no, I've been fine for the last two days. But Monday and Tuesday, I have slept. I slept more in those two days than I think I do in a normal week. And it was weird. I've just I haven't felt that way in a really long time, like years and years. And then Tuesday, I slept literally all day and I woke up at like three and I didn't even know how to function as a human being. When I woke up, I was like, what is it like to be awake and moving around? And from that point on, I got a lot better, but it was just strange. Hit me out of nowhere. Monday morning, I went to work, came home early, uh, like at nine. I was home by 930 because I just knew obviously something was wrong. And then I just didn't wake up again until later on in Tuesday. I I got better, and then the rest of the week is kind of a blur <laughs> just because I had so much to do then yeah. for Wednesday and today. And it just wasn't a good start to the week. No. So, I don't, so leading up to that, I don't have a ton of news. Normally I got a lot of news to go through. Um, I don't have a ton, but this one little news thing, I don't get it. So a lot of beer companies now have been making – different types of beer for the summer, right? Ever since Summer Shandy came out, you get these Shandy beers where they put lemonade in beer. I like a Summer Shandy, but not a lot of them. I'm not them. a, fan. Not a it, fan. It's fine. I'll have one or two, and I think, yeah, that's great. And I don't really drink it again after that. Apparently, Natty Light, or Natural Light, a lot of the guys call it Natty, though. That's like the slang term. Natty Light has is releasing this summer a pineapple lemonade beer. Okay. And the article said, Natty Light, upping their game in the beer catalog. And I was like, I just don't think that's really upping anything. It sounds horrendous. Who wants a pineapple lemonade beer? Not me. Not me at all. And so many people are apparently excited for this release. First of all, I don't know a lot of people that are excited about Natty Light at all. <laughs> I don't think I've
1: drank a Natty Light since college, so um, I don't
0: know. And then when you add pineapple to it, man, not my thing. I just thought it was ridiculous, and I think they need to stop. <laughs> Put out your beer, like a regular beer. If you want to do the, the shandy with its, like, lemonade and whatever, that's people are going to buy that. But this pineapple thing, stop it.
1: Maybe it's just a hint, a sous a pineapple.
0: I would hope so, because I don't want to be chewing down a pineapple when I'm drinking a beer. You know? like
1: I mean, we'll give it a try. We'll, we'll bring it on the podcast. We'll do a review. A review. You will. You, you can take a drink. Man.
0: The, f- the only time I've ever liked pineapple was on my honeymoon. Never ate pineapple, didn't like it beforehand. And then I went and actually had like a fresh pineapple from a place that grows them. Man, it was good.
1: Yeah. How do you not like pineapple? Everybody likes pineapple.
0: I don't eat it very much, but if it is fresh, if I cut a pineapple open and eat it, it's pretty it's good. good. Yeah. But anything pineapple like canned pineapple, I don't
1: I don't really care for. Pineapple upside down cake? You ever had that? I have. I, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Uh Courtney says pineapple juice and beer is delicious. I mean
0: uh, Oh, we'll I got a bone it. to pick with her. Okay. By the way. So Courtney Hammond just commented on our podcast, and she was also a uh, big time commenter on the whole butter controversy, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, And she told me she sent me pictures in Landa Lakes makes a butter, like regular butter in a like a plastic carton.
1: You know? yeah, we buy it all the time.
0: <laughs> Here's the deal. It's not any better than regular butter, like you don't get anything different. You keep this in the fridge, but really you shouldn't because when you take it out, it's hard as a rock. It's like hard what, butter. What you, and it says it's whipped.
1: Are you talking about uh, like the spreadable butter? That's what it claims to be. Yeah. It is not. It's more spreadable than a stick of butter because they add canola oil in there. It's, they whip it up with canola oil.
0: This is not spreadable at all. I've tried it. I've been trying it. And I'm telling you, it's not spreadable. It was just as hard to do as a cold stick of butter the butter that I have in my butter boat on the counter, way yeah better to spread Keep than this it on thing. the
1: counter. Dirk told us.
0: No, I know. I always have. My argument was that when I was in the process of cooking and I have ran out of butter in my boat, I go to the fridge, pull a stick
1: out, that's when the issue but occurs. But the tub you don't put in the fridge either apparently you you shouldn't i didn't know this you don't put any butter in the fridge jerry you do to store it for a while
0: no if you don't need it at the time i'm not gonna keep stacks of butter on my counter do you keep stacks of butter on your counter
1: stacks of butter oh yeah i buy a lot of butter no no just put take out the butter you need put it in your butter thing i do you can only fit one stick in that get a bigger boat no it's it's just for one thing we're gonna need a bigger boat (laughs)
0: For butter, apparently.
1: Get a Jaws boat for your butter.
0: I've never seen anybody keeping tubs of butter out on the counter all the time. My
1: mom keeps a tub on the counter all the time.
0: She's the only one, but I've never seen it. So <laughs> prove it to me. Okay. Anyway.
1: I will send you a picture. We, co- don't, we don't typically keep ours on it.
0: She says you failed. In the cabinet. I'm not keeping butter in the cabinet. I feel bad. I don't, I don't know. I feel
1: like it'll go it bad. doesn't feel right, huh?
0: No. Um, okay. Um,
1: Dirk says 12 sticks in the cabinet. That's how you roll.
0: I mean, that's where I'd be. I'd be at least 12 deep in the cabinet. (laughs) I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. I've never heard of it though. I've always seen people keep it in the fridge until you need to use it. And then you put it in your boat, gets to room temperature and you're good. Anyway. Um, this is a fun little story that I, I've talked a lot about this Godzilla vs Kong movie. I'm not actually going to talk about this movie, but the director, His name's Adam uh, Weingard, or Wingard, however you want to say it. And he was in an article, like they were interviewing him, and he said he has known the winner of this movie since he was in second grade. And he was in an argument with a friend of his in second grade. You know, he thought one guy, he never gave up who was going to win. I
1: mean, I already know.
0: But he said he knew who he he was going to pick to win, and this other kid had the opposite take on it and they've argued all through that grade I don't know about their entire lives but definitely in second grade because that's what he said so he said this movie was the pettiest directing role he's ever had in his life because the only reason he took it was to win an argument over a second grader
1: except it's not because they're (laughs) gonna end up teaming up at the end
0: well but he said Yes, they do do that, he said. But there is a clear winner in this movie between the two, and he okay. wanted to make sure who's it going to be that there was a clear winner.
1: Say it on three.
0: One, I want two, three. Kong. Godzilla. I want Godzilla to win. I've always been a Godzilla fan. But Kong's I think it's going to win. Absolutely ridiculous that anybody would say Kong would win over Godzilla. Have you ever watched a
1: Godzilla? He's movie? more mobile. He's faster. Doesn't matter. He can Godzilla jump around the backside of so him. so much stronger than him. You can get around the backside of him, choke him out. He could be so nuclear
0: that it'll just burn him up. Nah. Did you watch the Godzilla King no, of Monsters I, no, movie? No, I did not. I didn't you see it. You should. One. You need to watch it. Okay. It's the lead up to this movie. And Millie Bobby Brown is in the Godzilla movie. She's in this coming up movie as well. Um, there's just no way. There's literally no way that...
1: And is Kong Skull Island in the same yes. vein too? These okay. are all
0: in the same world. So okay. they started it with Kong Skull Island, and then Godzilla King of Monsters came out.
1: I mean, and, have you seen Skull Island? He yes. beats up a lot of big uh, not lizard that, dudes.
0: Not the size of
1: Godzilla. I don't know. The last one's pretty big. He,
0: Godzilla's so much bigger. If you look at him in a, like a cityscape, and then the, the whole... Like monster he was fighting is so much bigger and so much power, more powerful than these lizard guys. I just don't know how. I don't know how they can do this.
1: And he was still a kid in Kong Skull Island. He wasn't a full. That is
0: true. Kong. That is true. And I don't know what the difference in years is from. You know him on well, Skull, Skull Island. Skull Island to this one. during
1: the Vietnam War.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be at least forty, 40 years. or fifty years later. Could be. That's true. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. I mean, I do agree with you. I think it will be Kong that wins. I want it to be Godzilla. Okay. But I do agree that everybody's pick you is You got to pick Kong cuz he's a primate.
1: Know. Why? Cuz he's a primate. Everybody, I mean, you're you're conditioned to hate reptiles. Not
0: really. Not if you're a lizard, man. And you're
1: considered You're conditioned Have you seen me blink? to like primates cuz we're primates.
0: I just I don't agree with that. Okay. I want the biggest, most powerful person to win, and I'm realistic. I mean, he would get literally just lasered in half by his
1: nuclear breath. No, he can jump out of the way in a second. He can't. He's so fast.
0: But as soon as he starts charging up his plates and Kong touches him, he's going to turn into a like a nucleoid disaster.
1: We'll see. I mean, Kong's already nucleified. That's how he got so big, right?
0: He can't take this kind of
1: nuclear stuff. Uh, we'll see.
0: I agree with you. He I was, think he you're right. A, he
1: was in a napalm explosion in Kong's skull island. I mean, island. napalm's just fire. Yeah. Ben says us mammals have to stick together. That's right.
0: I don't agree. I'm a lizard man.
1: <laughs> I'm a lizard man.
0: <laughs> I'll be a lizard man forever, and I want Godzilla to win. Again, I think you guys are right. Kong will win because the overwhelming majority says, like, eh, gorillas. Yeah. Whatever. Um, next, apparently it's been released today, just like a, a few minutes ago, right before we started recording that Marvel is officially starting an X-Men reboot. Oh,
1: that was my news story. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead.
0: No, you can talk about I it. Don't I know t- always go. talk about go, it. Go, I go. don't know anything about it either. Besides they're calling it the mutants. The mutants.
1: It just says X-Men reboot, the mutants in development at Marvel studios.
0: Yeah. That's a big deal. Everybody's been waiting for this. I mean,
1: uh, obviously, that won't be the final name, I hope. Um, no. Yeah, according to the Illuminerdi, it's <laughs> <that's> a great <laughs> I name. Like yeah, I like that, yeah. Uh, sources say that Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige is producing a new feature film tentatively titled The Mutants, which will serve as an X-Men reboot, introducing the mutant superhero team to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That being said, very little else is known about the alleged project. So here's my question. If they're going to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it seems very unlikely to me that they're going to go back in time, although they did with Captain Marvel.
0: They did with Captain Marvel, but that was to set up... That was to set up her character within that phase
1: of yeah. So like, it's really going to be hard to do Magneto and Professor X in current time.
0: Yeah, I guess it will. I mean, I never thought Mag- about that. Um,
1: there, Magneto was around during World War II. Oh,
0: well, yeah, but he was around after that as well. I mean, right. Wolverine was it, around
1: since he doesn't age. Yeah, Magneto ages. Yeah, although they could. Make him not age, I guess they could. But I mean, I think it's been clear he was he was Ian McKellen in the, those movies. So. I really
0: wonder. I really wonder if they're going to tie in the whole Wanda and Magneto thing.
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't think so.
0: You don't think they'll tie that together at some point? Because if you guys aren't familiar at in the comic books, there's a run where Magneto was Wanda's dad. Yeah, Um that's like the Scarlet Witch. Like, that's the thing. Magneto is her dad. And I wondered when WandaVision was happening, like, leading up to this, I wondered if they were going to get into something like that, if that was going to be the big reveal at the end. It's not going to be. I don't believe that's going to be any tie into the show, but I wonder if they're going to tie it into any of the X-Men stuff to continue that character. Because, I mean, I don't feel like the Scarlet Witch is going anywhere anytime soon.
1: No. So... This says, um, this will be, I mean, Deadpool 3 is already confirmed. So that's the first technically mutant franchise yeah. movie. Um, yeah. No, I mean, they don't really have any other details other than that. I just, I, they're going to have to tread. We knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I'm just, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, obviously, you got to bring back Storm. Yes you know do you recast Wolverine I think so you have to right I
0: think so you you have to bring back Wolverine otherwise I mean you got to
1: bring back Beast the He's majority a major player. the majority
0: of fans will consider it a failure if you do not bring back those characters Storm Beast Wolverine Cyclops, Cyclops.
1: Nightcrawler
0: Yeah Nightcrawler all of them Yeah I don't know we'll see I when we Rogue. get a little we get a little more uh Rogue would be good and so would um What's the guy who throws the cards? I can't think of his name. Gambit. Gambit. They were talking about the Gambit movie. Yeah. But I mean, that was thrown out a long time ago, I guess.
1: That was still Fox. Yeah. Um, I'd like they if they did Forge. I always loved that character.
0: Forge. I never even thought about him.
1: Forge was one of my favorites from the cartoon.
0: There's a million X-Men that they could they could. Yeah, they're gonna
1: definitely do. You think so? Yeah. Colossus. Colossus will be in there for mean, He's already in the Deadpool movie, so. Um, Yeah, no, I'm excited about
0: that. That's going to be great. I am too. I've wanted them to continue to do X-Men movies and expand on that for a long time. Um, So what we didn't talk about in the beginning of this podcast, Chris, is what we're doing. What? We're doing a top 10.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we usually point that out at the beginning. We are doing, in the second half here, we're doing top 10 Will Ferrell movies.
0: I don't know if you guys know him or not, but Will Ferrell basically replaced the Adam Sandler of our generation. Like Adam Sandler had his 90s, early 2000s, and then all of a sudden it transitioned to Will Ferrell. Yeah. Like in my, my age anyways. So my high school years was like all Will Ferrell movies, and they're great. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. I think... I don't have any more news. Unless I got did.
1: one thing, and I don't want to beat a dead horse on this topic. Oh, I want to beat the shit out of this horse. Um, <laughs> I'm going to beat... Gina Carano, back yeah. in the news. Yeah. Uh, it has
0: never left the news. <laughs> it's
1: never left the news. Um, new polls out. And take them for what you want. They're polls, but yep. there's a lot of new polls out. Uh, majority of Americans less likely to support Disney over woke politics and the firing of Gina Carano. So... 72% across the board that's polling all uh, political affiliations, all racial groups, everything, 72% um, Think were, it's bullcrap. Yeah, basically. Um, I knew that was coming. Um, when first asked, okay, when first asked, it was 58%. And then when they presented the tweets to the people and re-polled them, um, it went to 72%. Uh, Let me find the exact. More than 70% of Americans believe the actress should not have been fired after assessing the social media post for themselves. After reviewing the post, uh, only 28% said it was a right to fire Carano.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I agree with all of that. Um, It's very hard for me to take Lucasfilm and Disney seriously right now with any of their stuff because I just don't agree with what they've done.
1: 61% uh, now say they have a less favorable impression of Disney after the firing of Karana over cancel culture actions that the company has taken.
0: And the only reason I say that is because there is evidence, like clear evidence of other people saying things that are more like offensive than what she has, you know? And it's the main character of the Mandalorian. Like the main guy of the Mandalorian put out posts that were just overall worse than what she ever said and they never did anything about that you know whether or not she was targeted i don't know that's all speculation but as of right now i believe it and as of right now they haven't done lucasfilm and disney has not done anything to make me think otherwise yeah because they're not Trying to fix anything.
1: They went on further uh, survey found that 64% of Americans opposed Disney's decision to close down popular rides at its theme park um, after activists said the rides had racist origins and messages, so that would be um, Splash Mountain. Notably, uh, Americans of color also opposed the decision, as well as 60% of Disney fans. By a 65% margin, Americans believe that companies like Disney have taken political correctness too far including a majority of every age group tested uh, Republicans, a majority of Republicans, a majority of independents, a majority of Democrats, the survey found by um, 54% also found to oppose Disney's threat to cease doing business in Georgia after the state government passed pro-life legislation banning abortions when a fetal heartbeat is detected. So 54% of people. So that's closer to 50, 50. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean it goes on and on from there, but I just thought that yeah, seventy-two percent when people actually number. read across all categories, and of course you never know with a poll, but they say it was even across all categories. Right. I just it makes me wonder if there's a chance that she might be coming back.
0: I don't think that Disney will do that.
1: I don't. I mean, it would be it there's a possibility I, in which even if this they is do, all a PR stunt.
0: Man, I don't think that's the case. But even if they do, I don't know if she would accept it. Yes, she would. You think she would? She'd be dumb not to. I don't know. At this point, what's the difference? You've already said she's like a bajillionaire because of her family. What's the difference to her? If
1: she yeah. comes back well, to play in that show or not? I would think she'd want to come back because maybe it wasn't the people on that show that are the ones that got her fired.
0: No, but she still has to work with certain people that were involved, I'm sure.
1: Maybe. Maybe not.
0: Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. It's a crazy it's a crazy story and to to be honest, I I hate the fact that it's that it is a story and I hate the fact that it drags down like the Star Wars universe. I love Star Wars and instead of concentrating on what you know, the new Star Wars shows are going to be and the new Star Wars movies are going to be, all the concentration is On, like, this, all this bullcrap stuff, like, that don't even matter. None of the stuff matters. Like, what she said isn't a big deal. Everybody knows it's not a big deal, and everybody's making it into something that it's not. And now everybody knows that it's not a big deal. So they worry about what Kathleen Kennedy is talking about, and they worry about what Lucasfilm's gonna do, and you worry about what Disney's gonna do. Can we just get back to like making good shows?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, and like telling me when they're going to come out because.
1: And let people have their opinions.
0: Because I don't care.
1: Yeah, and nobody should. And when a bunch of people on Twitter say that they do care, you should ignore them.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because the people making that show, the co stars, the directors, let's worry about all of them working together. And if that's a problem on set, okay, then maybe.
0: But to be honest, have they ever seen a drop in numbers for shows? Or like are they not making ridiculous, stupid money off of these shows? Why do you care if a handful of people on Twitter say, like, I'm gonna get fifty thousand people to not watch this show? All right. Well, <laughs> the other nine point five million love it. Yeah. You know, like it's probably more than that, you know? Yeah. It means nothing at the end of the day. So why pay attention to it? Just put her back on the show and let's get going with Mandalorian season three.
1: Amen. That's how I feel. <laughs> all right. Um yeah, I don't have any other news. Do we want to get into the top ten then? I'm ready for it. It's a little earlier than we normally do, but that's fine. What's it?
0: what are you on a you on a s strict time frame? Um, you know. Maybe. Oh, all right. Well, I'm not. So <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, so number 10, uh, top Will Ferrell movies. There were some caveats that we discussed before this. We did. Because we had a couple uh, questions on them. There, we had decided to throw out any movies that he wasn't like a billable star of. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he's got to be the number one on the call sheet, but he's got to be a major player in the movie. So
0: like the so, number sorry. one of this would be like Wedding Crashers. Right. He has a good part, and everybody remembers it, but he's technically uncredited. He's not even in the credits of that movie.
1: He's got to be in the credits.
0: No, he's in an uncredited role.
1: That not, He has a I'm name, telling his you, His name is Chaz.
0: I understand, but you look it up, and it's considered an uncredited role for Will Ferrell.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, again, he's not a main character. He's, it's a bit part. Yep. Um, so we disqualified that, and another one that would have been notable to us anyway would be Jane Bob Strike Back. Uh, love the movie, which he's, he had a little more to do. He's got a big part in it, but yeah. he's not a he's not a major player in that movie. No, um, he was a probably the biggest star in that movie at the time, mm-hmm. um, except for Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, but as they weren't as big. They were massive. I mean, just I mean Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were in it, right? Yeah. George Carlin was in it, right? Yes. Yeah, he
0: was. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Mm-hmm. So Will Ferrell was not the biggest name in this.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, we didn't count that either. So that makes it a little more difficult. Um, actually, the end of the list is the hardest for me. If I get up a little higher, it's easy. It, I agree. Um, there's a lot to choose from at the end. I'm a big fan of pretty much a lot of Will Ferrell stuff, but there's a bunch that he's done that I'm not a fan of. Like, I'm, okay. I'm not a huge fan of all like all those SNL movies.
0: Like what SNL movies? What do you mean?
1: Like Superstar.
0: Oh, and, yeah, I got
1: gotcha. you. Um, Knight Night at the Roxbury in a lot of those movies. Yeah, me either. So it's like hit or miss. There's I think his early on in his career he was doing a lot of those SNL type roles. Yep.
0: But he got into his own, like he yeah. worked into his own type of movie, and he got his own type of movie,
1: and he's done a lot of different stuff. So this is the hardest uh pick for me, and that's number 10. I am going with a movie that I haven't seen that much many times. I've maybe seen it a couple times. Okay. I saw it on the list and I'm like, I I the reason I put it on the list is because I'm like, I would like to see that again. All right. And it's semi-pro.
0: Oh, all right.
1: Um, I remember liking the movie quite a bit, actually, at the time. I don't remember it. I don't know if I should count it in the top 10 or not, but I was looking at that versus some of the other movies, and I'm like, what would I want to watch right now if it was on? Yeah. And I would pick that over some of the other movies that would have been it would have been against. Um, so... Yeah, I don't have that much to say about it. We're at number 10, so whatever. Right. There's only 20 movies to legitimately consider, maybe 15, so.
0: Right, there's not a ton. Um I have also only seen like Semi-Pro maybe once or twice.
1: I just remember Woody Harrelson's in it. Uh I don't, I don't
0: remember re- much about remember
1: it. Remember being funny. I think uh yeah, Andre Benjamin. Um I don't remember much about it at all, to be honest.
0: And I maybe I sh- maybe that means I should watch it again because I do remember people.
1: I just remember uh, Jackie Moon was yes. his name. He had that one hit wonder, love me sexy.
0: <laughs>
1: no- he the-
0: Hang on. Nolan put a comment and said, Are you going to have time for this top 10? I know you want to get to Bed Bath and Beyond and maybe Home Depot before streaking through the quad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number 10- 10. Dirk said, Chaz
1: loves meatloaf. Love. I mean, Wedding Crashers, I had it on my list originally, very high. Yes. I love that movie. I absolutely love Um, it as well. But we decided to disqualify it, so.
0: My number 10, um, most people are going to have this movie higher. Um, Most people think this is like the greatest Christmas movie ever. Uh, But it is, that probably gave it away. It is Elf. I do love the movie Elf. I think it's a very good Christmas movie. Will Ferrell wise, I do believe it's in his top ten. I just don't think it's as strong as other movies because it's, it's funny, it's fun, it's goofy. My biggest crush in Hollywood is Zoe Deschanel, and she is in more it. than Karen Gillan. Um, yeah, she's always been my number one. Okay, I, I'd say they're tied as my Hollywood crushes between. But Zoe Deschanel can sing, man. She's got so that can Karen. So buttered. can Karen Gillen. But she's got a band and actually puts out albums.
1: Dude, you need to watch Selfie. She sings uh uh Hang from a Chandelier, the oh, Sia See us on. Karen Gillan sings that. She does? And it's amazing. Well, I'm gonna look that up after this. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: anyway, so Elf is very good. I I do like it. It's relatively short. Um I I, I watch it every single Christmas and just last Christmas, I remember watching it a couple times. The boys like it a lot, but I remember it like passing by relatively quickly and feeling like, "Hmm, that's it." Like that was the movie. So it's my number ten. I know a lot of people would have it higher, but I think it is right there. Little known 10.
1: fact: written and directed by John Favreau. I
0: guess I so didn't not know that. did not only he did these, I did know that
1: basically the number one Christmas movie of all time and the number one superhero movie of all time. and Now he has like the number one star Wars thing of all time. And that guy and swingers.
0: <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah. seems like he's pretty good at what and he does.
1: Jungle book and Lion King. Right. Just throw those out there too, but little, just little <laughs> titles. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. I knew you'd have it higher. You know, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, my number nine, again, uh, this was kind of in that streak in the late 2000s where he was like, after I think he made his better movies, but then he was into, I don't know, he got into that string of like sports movies. Yes. All right. Um, and this one is a really just goofy, goofy comedy called Blades of Glory. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, it's dumb.
0: With uh, Bill Hader?
1: Uh, is it Bill Bill Hader?
0: No. Isn't it a hater?
1: It, it's John Heater. John Heater. And Jenna Fisher. Bill Hader is the Yeah, yeah. The He's other guy SNL from guy. SNL. Yeah. Um no, uh Napoleon Dynamite himself. Yep. Um and I think Jenna Fisher's in it. Yes, uh, she is. Um I don't know. It's just a it's a good movie. It's a really funny movie. Um That it's was pretty good. Kind of an underrated movie, I think. I, I don't know. I always really, really thought that one was funny. So I put it down as um and he was Chaz Michael. Chaz Michael Manny Man, Michaels. he likes, he likes the, the name Chaz. Chaz. Um, a skillful skater, but raunchy sex addict. Uh, <laughs> it was a good movie. It was funny. I forgot about that. Um, that is that is a decent movie.
0: I, I'll spoil it. I don't have that on my top 10. Yeah. But maybe I should have brought that up. I kind of forgot how good that was.
1: So that is my number nine.
0: Okay. My number nine, again, is one that a lot of people probably have higher. I just have other picks, and this one's called Talladega Nights. Ricky Bobby. Um, it is absolutely hilarious. I loved it when it came out. I love racing. I've always been a NASCAR fan. Uh, growing up, I was always a NASCAR fan, and I liked this movie a lot. thought it was absolutely hilarious. It's very goofy, like most of Will Ferrell's stuff. Um, I just don't think it holds up to the other movies that he's done. Um, There's a ton of catch lines. There's the kid in there that says... You know, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. And he's like, I'm going to be all over you like a spider
1: monkey. Yeah, it's a very quotable movie.
0: So many quotes. And this is the first movie, I think it's the first movie he did with uh, that other guy. (laughs) I can't remember his name. He's done Holmes and Sherlock with him. He also did Walk Hard. Not Will Ferrell didn't, but this guy did. That's Uh, a good movie. Underrated movie. Dewey Cox.
1: Uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley.
0: He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. John C. Reilly oh, he's, he's of like... In dramatic roles, comedy roles.
1: He's one of the highest probably tier actors that's out there right now.
0: He really is. Um. Anyway, they work incredibly well together in in every movie that they're in.
1: Even Holmes and Watson, even though it's the most shit on movie ever. I've never watched, it's I never watched that it. It's not that bad. It's It's got its moments. Did
0: you watch it? Yeah. Ben?
1: Yeah. It's not I, good. I'm sure it isn't. By any means, but...
0: Tale of Dega Nights is with them, too. Yeah. I thought it was a very good movie, and it's funny. If you're not
1: first, you're last.
0: Number nine. And like when he thinks he's on fire, he takes all of his clothes off running across the track.
1: You're not on fire, <laughs> Rick <Ray>, and <laughs> Bobby.
0: Absolutely hilarious. It's
1: a Days of Thunder parody. It's great. I yeah, love that movie.
0: It is great. Uh, but again, there's and others that are racing. better.
1: What are you doing?
0: There's others that I like better. I remember
1: that movie coming out this time, and I'm like, oh, my God. We get a racing movie. There's never racing movies. And then it's like it's kind of making fun of it. But it pays a nice homage to racing, I thought
0: it did, too. I thought it was a better homage than it did make fun of it. It's just the specific characters are
1: outlandish, obviously.
0: Um, So, yeah, number nine, Talladega Nights for me.
1: Um, Okay. Number eight for me
0: is Elf. Elf at your number eight. I thought it would be higher for most people.
1: You know, I'm at the same as you. I'm not a huge Christmas movie guy. Yeah. I'm more paying it respect, the respect it's due, for being probably one of the best Christmas movies ever made. Um, he's amazing in it. Yes. It's a fun, awesome for being, Christmas family movie.
0: Being like a man-child. Yeah. If, if man-child was a criteria, like a, like a scorable acting skill... He wins it. Yeah. Like, that's what he does.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm. it's a good movie. Uh, I'm just, I'm actually, like, not a huge elf fan, to be honest. I'm really just not a fan of any Christmas movie, to be honest. And you put it at eight? But it's a good movie, and I watch it, and yeah. I enjoy it, and I respect it as a movie, and I, my kids like it, you know, so sure, you, you got to give it its due. I guess. We're burning through this list, but go on.
0: Uh, that was your number eight. So my number eight is <sighs> again. I have other movies that I like better than these. How many? It just I I I do believe that these are scored higher on other people's lists, and I agree that they should be scored higher on those people's lists. But I like what I like. This one's called Old School. Old School is like the classic.
1: Well, we're definitely going to talk about that later. So y- yeah,
0: Old School's like the classic. Will Ferrell like this is where it started basically is with old school I remember it coming out I remember it being something different
1: isn't that maybe where he went made the turn from like the SNL character absolutely to his own stuff yes maybe I'm wrong but it's in that time period
0: that is the time period that that happened I agree and it blows everything of that time period out of the water because of how great it was so if we're going to talk about it later we'll We'll continue. Okay. Uh,
1: seven? You're number seven. Seven right. for me. Um, I'm interested to see if you have it on your list. I think you do. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if people are going to freak out about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it a little more later. I'm just pointing it out on my list. It's number seven. It could be higher. I just haven't lived with it a long enough, you know, and it hasn't been around long enough, maybe not as much nostalgic value to it. Sure. But it was of last year and the last several years, one of the most surprisingly positive movie experiences I had.
0: Yes. I 100% agree. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it a lot more later. Okay. Um, my number seven then is a buddy cop film called the other guys. I, Love this movie. It is surprisingly fun. Like, obviously, you've got Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell. They get paired up.
1: Say hello to your mother for
0: me. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: I can't do this because you.
0: Will, Will Ferrell is, like, the guy that just gets thrown into this department or, like, gets thrown into being his uh, this other detective's, like, you know, partner. And there's just so many things in this film that make me laugh So hard. Like the whole desk pop scene where he just gets moved into the detectives, like part of the precinct, you know, and they're like, Hey, did you, did you do your first desk pop? And he's like, what what are you talking about? Like your desk pop, you like shoot your gun off, you know, at your desk. And he'd only had a, a, I think he only had a wood gun before that or he gets a wood gun after this, but he starts shooting his gun off at his desk and everybody thought it was ridiculous that he actually did it. But he does. And it's that kind of ridiculous stuff that I think is hilarious. Yeah, but Dirk
1: just said desk pop. He also said Iron Lotus, which is from uh, Blades of Glory.
0: But The best part is when Mark Wahlberg ends up going home with Will Ferrell's character and meeting his wife. And he's got this absolutely stunning wife, like, you know, way out of his league. So, you immediately notice, like, he's way out of her league, or she's way out of his league. And, like, how did he pull this wife down? But then the way he speaks to her is out of this world. Like, he talks down to her, but he also says, like, Gator, don't play that. (laughs) The shit he says at home is hilarious. And,. That's why I have it as my number seven because it's really, really funny. It's a good cop movie, too. And
1: it's fun. And it's a rated R comedy, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock. We don't get enough
1: rated R comedies, you know? Right. Anymore. We used to.
0: And I, I forgot that it was rated R. I thought that this was more of like a PG, PG 13 type movie. So you
1: showed it to your kids?
0: Well, I started watching it with the kids in the room. I was like, boys, this is like Grady was definitely there. I was like, this is a hilarious movie. We need to start watching it. And I turned it on and I didn't make it maybe 10 minutes into the movie. And I was like, Ooh, we got we to gotta stop this one because it gets pretty raunchy pretty quick.
1: You know, it's weird. Uh, completely off topic. But that happened to me the other day with um, Transformers. So we, We, Cash was really into Transformers at Universal, so we're like, let's watch the movie, and it's PG thirteen, and we,
0: yeah, I never restrict
1: PG thirteen for anything. Um, there is a couple scenes that were extremely uncomfortable in the movie Transformers to watch with your kid. I don't remember. Well, first of all, like everything with Megan Fox, it's like there's a lot of. Sex Crutuitous, dripping yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Then there's lots. There's some. There's a conversation between him and his parents. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had to like hit the skip button and then be like, "Oh, I what, what'd you do that?" I'm like, "Oh, I accidentally hit the. Oops, <laughs> a button. Yeah. Um, Just
0: so it doesn't raise any questions. Yeah.
1: Well, I I didn't do it in time. I I don't know. It did raise questions. No, it didn't. Oh. All right. So where were we at? Number seven.
0: That was my number seven, yes. So it would be your number six.
1: All right, my number six. Um, again, we're getting close enough to the top. I will say a lot of people will have this a little higher. Um, it is Step Brothers. Yes, that's a very good movie. Yeah, and you're going to have it higher.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, it is, but we'll
1: talk about it. So um, it's not one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. It's not one that I would necessarily go back to above some of the other ones, even some of the ones below it. Mm -hmm. But I got to give it its respect. Absolutely. Because it is uproariously funny. Yes. And it is one of the most quotable movies of all time. Yes. And, you know, I, as much as it's just, like, so devoid of plot. You're right. It is.
0: But haven't you grown accustomed to that? Like... With a Will Ferrell movie of that caliber, like
1: yeah, to a certain degree, Um,
0: you know what I mean. Like that's what you expect. You didn't expect like
1: a really plot-driven movie that you get like. I don't expect it, and if you're not going to have that, this is why you want to not have that. Yes, because there's so many gags, one after another.
0: It's nonstop, and you have to have it that way in order for it to be successful. Yeah, like you have to have the the gags and the funny. And the gags like every are scene.
1: actually funny. Yes. That's the thing. Um, but it is a movie that can grade on you a little bit. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, if you've seen it so many times. Yeah. To me, it's very rewatchable. Yeah. It is extremely rewatchable. no <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pam Pan situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best Did word. you say
0: Pan Pan? <laughs> pan no, no N ham and it's two just, M's.
1: don't ever like try to peel back a layer and look any deeper into it right like
0: yeah all of those interview scenes where he's like shut shut up shut shut your mouth shut shut your mouth it's like what are you are you serious <laughs> and then he farts and uh, it's very funny we'll talk about it uh let's see i'm on number six you definitely have this higher i'm sure and it is the Lego movie. It's the only animated movie I'm assuming we both have on this list. And he also did another animated movie called Megamind, which I do enjoy a, it's a lot. Very
1: good movie.
0: I like Megamind a lot. I try to get the boys to watch it a lot more than they do. I think they've only watched it once. I think I've seen it multiple times. Anyway, not what we're talking about. Lego movie, phenomenal animated movie. And Will Ferrell plays the big bad kind of in the movie, but he's also the dad in the real life segment of the movie. And it's kind of like heartfelt towards that character really about like this whole fictional world that he's created. Um, but Lego movie, it's great. Yeah. He plays the bad guy. You're going to have it higher. So
1: yeah, I mean, not much higher. I have it as my number five Lego movie. Um, another movie that you go into or went into at the time with zero expectations. Yes. And we're completely blown out of the water. The only reason I don't have it higher is because, you know, it's more of a Chris Pratt movie. It is. And it's an ensemble cast movie. And Will Ferrell has a huge part in that. And actually, he's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, he's, the he, best part of the movie is the people that wrote the movie. For sure. Let's call it that right there.
0: But he's he acts the shit out of this movie, too. Yeah. I mean, the role that he has, I mean, you could tell he was having fun doing that role in this movie does it very very well and he makes it that much more fun. He's like what's his name in it? It's like evil it's he's an evil businessman or something.
1: Yeah, um, I can't remember. Lord but, Business.
0: Lord Business, yeah. yeah. I thought it was something business, but uh it's I think incredibly fun and I will watch it over and over again, but I remember when the Lego movie was coming out and I was like, "Ugh, like, that's so Oh, dumb. I didn't
1: even want to see it.
0: I didn't either. I just I, brought
1: my kids. I'm like, ugh.
0: I didn't go see it. I hadn't seen it for a year, at least a year after it came out. And I just happened to, I was bored at home. And I was like, whatever, I'll check this out. Holy smokes, it blew me away. I was like, why why did I sleep on this thing? Yeah.
1: And Lego 2 is great. Yeah. Uh, Batman, I jumped. Lego Batman is great. I jumped
0: at all those movies because of once I realized, like, how good the first one was. Yeah.
1: I mean, there wasn't really. A, we talked about Lego 2. I think we reviewed it when it came out. Um, there wasn't a significant drop in quality. It's no. just it wasn't, it didn't take you by surprise the way the first one did. Yeah. I So, agree. Um, and Lego Batman is one that grows on you, I think. I
0: loved it right off the bat. I think just we because saw it it's bad news
1: at the same time. I think we brought our kids. I think
0: we did too. Yeah. But it's a great Batman movie. It is.
1: It is. It's I love movie. it. Um, so yeah, that's my number five.
0: My number five is Step Brothers. Um, so yeah, I did have it higher than you. I don't have it all the way up at the top, but it's one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies because of the fact that it is so quotable. I mean, my entire life revolves around quoting Step Brothers and Dumb and Dumber. Like that's it. I, those are the only two movies I quote. I constantly say like, you can call me Nighthawk. You can call me Dragon. I just said that to Grady the other day because he said he was saying something about Dragon.
1: And I was like, well, you can call me Nighthawk.
0: He didn't get it, obviously. I thought it was hilarious. I
1: I constantly say to the kids, there's so much room for activities. Yes.
0: Oh, that's like an everyday (laughs) thing. And then the whole, this isn't even a Will Ferrell part of it, but it's where John C. Riley's talking to his dad and he's like, he's like, what if she sees me come out of the bathroom and she sees my chest mane going down to my ball fro, and she says, I've had the old bull. Now I want the young calf. And just that kind of crap is absolutely hilarious. The whole boats and hose thing. Yeah. I mean, everybody I, sings the boats yeah, and hose. Yeah, I have song. the
1: song on my iPad. Yeah. Or on my iPhone.
0: Everybody does. Uh, so the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. <laughs>
1: I know you touched my drum stick.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah he puts his balls on there.
1: Why are you so sweaty?
0: Watch a cops.
1: <laughs> I mean, and Nolan said it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. And, yeah. And uh, Rob
0: a- Riggles has an incredible scene where he's like, where he says, uh, like, uh, like Kobayashi, and he's doing this
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, and Adam Scott is yes. great. The whole the cast is great.
0: Yeah. And the whole scene with Adam Scott and his family. You know, singing the Guns N' Roses song. Yeah. And then, uh, what's her, is it, it's not Amy Adams, it's, uh, it's Catherine Hahn. Isn't it Catherine Hahn? Yeah. She's the one where she's like, I'd like to just wad my, or wad you up and put you up in my thing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I want it to be higher than this because four seems, isn't it four? One, Five. two, three. Four. No, that's my number four.
1: Well, you've screwed up then because I have not said my number four yet.
0: Oh, no, it's five. You're right. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It's so cool. I also so know great. a
1: lot of people that absolutely despise that movie. My wife being one of them. Can't stand it. Stepbrothers? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I think you have to like that dumb 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 comedy. You know what I mean? Um
0: yeah, I mean you do, like you said, you don't you, you can't have any like plot or anything like like you don't want a good story. You just want the gag. Like, yeah. everything's a gag in that movie and I don't know, I think it's hilarious. Uh okay, my number 4 is Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights is your number 4?
1: Yep, that's my number 4. Um I mean, not much to say about it. It's, um, it is again one of his most quotable movies. Um, the reason I have it a little higher on this list than maybe you had it is because I actually think it's a pretty good movie. Like, it's pretty, it's a good story. Um, I love NASCAR, although I've fallen off big time in NASCAR later on. Right. But I like racing. I think it's so cool that they made a racing movie. Um, That's, again, in the middle there when he was doing all of those sports movies. I think this was the first one. Um, And then he did, obviously, Blades of Glory. And then he did Semi-Pro. And he he did Kicking and Screaming in there somewhere. Um, Oh, yeah. um, I I just think it was great. So produced by Judd Apatow. I didn't know that.
0: Which one? What was produced by Judd Apatow?
1: Talladega Nights. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, so that's my number four.
0: Okay. Um, my number five or uh, my number four, a lot of people are going to hate this pick and I apologize. I already hate it. Yeah. Everybody's going to, everybody's going to hate the fact that I have it up this high, but I laugh so hard at this movie at certain things. It's called the campaign.
1: Oh no, that's a good movie with Zach Galifianakis. Yes. I kind of forgot about it actually. Oh my gosh. I saw it on other lists and I thought, I want, I remember liking that, but I don't remember it enough to put it on a list. It's
0: widely like frowned upon because it kind of fizzles out towards the end. The end of the movie and the overall, like, again, like the plot and the the story behind this movie isn't that great. It does have the political aspect, but the Zach Galifianakis and Will Farrell's absolutely hilarious. Like some of the things that he says, he has a voice recording, like he sends, uh, he calls somebody and leaves a voicemail but like on an actual, like, you know, what were those called? What were they called when you left?
1: An answering machine? Answering
0: machine. That's what it was called. (laughs) I keep thinking voicemail. I forgot about answering machine, but he leaves a message on an answering machine, and they play it back, and it's just this ridiculous conversation he has about a woman, and a lot of this movie is that way. It's like over-the-top dialogue on certain things that shouldn't ever be said during a campaign run right and then Zach Galifianakis character and his wife and his kids they're all very proper and they have this whole scene in the movie where they're like all right like everybody's gonna go around and just say one thing that they did wrong during the week or like they just want to get it off the ch- their chest and the different things that their kids say about what they've done I'm not gonna say it on the air just because it's so raunchy, like, stuff. But if you've never seen it, go and watch the campaign because I think it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious.
1: Alright, yeah, I gotta rewatch them. Um, my number three is The Other Guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. I uh, Marky Mark. You know, when I was thinking about this list, I I've seen all the other Will Ferrell movies probably way more than I've seen the other guys. Yeah. But it I is... One of those movies that like every time you forget about it, right? And then every time that you see that it's on something, you like want to turn it on. I feel like. Like if I see that it's playing somewhere, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the other movies, you'll you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that a million times. But that is a movie always that anytime it's on, you're like, I I want to watch that.
0: And that is because it it does have a good story. It has a
1: good story. It makes you happy. It's funny. It's a good movie. It has a plot. Yes, a weak one at that, but still, um, it has enough tropes that I don't know. it's just a, it's an underrated movie, I think. Yeah. I, I know no lists have it anywhere near number three, obviously. Um, but I, if you look at the body of his work, I think this is one of like the more accessible to all audience still has enough of the ridiculous humor, yeah, but still has enough of being an actual movie that it kind of is it works on all levels. It's yeah. like it what it yeah. of the all of the movies that he tried to do that were funny, that had plot like Land of the Lost and Bewitched and those movies, which I I actually like both of those movies a lot. I do too. Um, I actually thought about putting both Land of the Lost and Bewitched on my list. I thought about Land of the Lost for sure. Um, And then I didn't remember them. Two things happened. uh, With Bewitched, I didn't remember it enough Mm -hmm. to put it on there. And the reviews were so terrible. I'm like, I can't put it in there. Right. And Land of the Lost, um, I love that movie, but he plays such an unlikable character that I couldn't do it. But anyway... um, there was that stretch of trying to make um roads into a larger audience. Yeah. And this was, I think, the one that landed that the best.
0: Um, I kind of feel the same way about my number three that you've already said before, and it's Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, it's got rid- a lot of ridiculous parts in it, but there is such a good story and such good heart, and it makes you feel good the entire time. I mean, obviously, in the middle of the movie, there's a trouble. Like the second act, there's trouble going on, and you've got to fix that trouble. But the third act, and how it all comes back together, is just it made me so happy, and it was such a fun movie to watch.
1: And it ramps up; it gets you jacked, excited. It does
0: get you excited, and I loved it. I've watched it multiple times. I've, I think, I've watched it at least five times now, and. It just came it came out like around this time last year, right? Um, I don't even, March time yeah. frame last year. I don't remember on Netflix, and I again thought it was a throwaway movie.
1: I put off watching it for like a month because I'm like, this is a joke. I'm not watching. That.
0: Yes, I did too. I think we saw it around the exact same time. I, I don't I remember if it, I watched and it. And then I told you to you. watch it. Yeah, I thought I thought I did, and
1: like everything else.
0: No, not like everything else, because my number two is not anything like you've seen. Um,
1: I know what your number two is. So. I know you
0: don't. But yes, if you've never seen Eurovision, you will enjoy it so much. There are some cringy scenes that I wish weren't in it. I do think there are a couple scenes that I was just like, ugh, come on. Like you didn't need to do that. Oh, again. of course. Yeah. But like, all in all, we it talked is, about
1: it at the time. Um there was like there's like four scenes in this movie if they took out or replaced with something else. Yep. It would it, be perfect. It would be perfect. It would be a perfect movie. Rachel
0: McAdams is phenomenal in it, and w- I didn't think she'd play well with Will Ferrell. Like I didn't think they could, like have a like some sort of a dynamic between each other. But they absolutely do, and it's so fun. Go and see Eurovision. It's on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Um, my number two is old school. Old school cool, and I'll tell you why. I think. This is like, we, we have a very small difference in age, but this period, 2003, yeah. Yeah. would have been a very different time. Absolutely. Because I was in college. And I was a sophomore. Yeah. So, I mean, we both would have enjoyed the same things, but we would have enjoyed it with a different understanding of the world. Yes. And this one hit me perfect. I mean, I was a, I was a freshman or sophomore in college. And this and movie came out, it's about college. Um, it's unbelievable. It, first of all, extremely well-acted. Yes. Extremely funny. Uh, Vince Vaughn, one of my favorite actors, incredible. Luke Wilson's great in it. The whole cast is great, but it's also a really good movie, like as a movie. For sure. And it actually has like a point.
0: I said I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I love that movie. But really, the reality is it's funny, and it's probably one of the original quotable movies. You know what? I Absolutely. Mean? Uh, That's like
0: the first major quotable movie that I remember like throughout high school. I
1: don't know when Super Troopers came out. I think it, it was it, before that. That would have been one of the first most quotable. I mean, obviously like Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, those movies from the 90s. Yeah. Those were very quotable. I'm not saying they're not. Mm-hmm. Um but this one took it to a whole other level like it Snoop a loop, <laughs> yeah. Bring your green hat. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue! <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just love that movie. I, it, it hit me at the right once time.
0: Once it once it hit your lips, it's just so good. Yeah, um, yeah. I completely agree. It blew everybody away when that movie came out because it was just so different and like re- it reached a different level of like success. Ro- like Road was a, Trip
1: was a very quotable movie.
0: Yeah, it was Road Trip. It and came Euro out trip.
1: around the same time. Um, but yes, I, I don't know that old school. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't have it higher to be honest.
0: Yeah, I probably should have. I probably should have had it higher than what I did. Um, I just like those other movies better. Okay.
1: That's my number two. Yours is <sighs> my number stranger two. than fiction.
0: <sighs> I wanted to put this as his best movie <laughs> because I love stranger than fiction so much. It caught me at the right time. I don't know what it was about it. I watched it the year it came out, which was 2006. I was deployed, and I remember watching it. I just was, like, starving for movies. And I, it was just a random movie I had got. I bought it at the Iraqi Bazaar. It was a pirated movie. And I remember watching this, and I was just blown away that the guy that I had just seen in old school prior to this, like really the only Will Ferrell movies that I'd watched prior to me leaving was like old school. And I don't even think uh, maybe Talladega nights came out before that. I don't really remember. Um, yeah. 2005, six, 2006. All of
1: these movies came out like in that period. Yeah.
0: But he had a run where he was trying to make, he was making like two more, or three movies a year, yeah, but he was trying to make more serious movies at this point. Yeah. Like he, he had just one, started doing, I considered
1: that. putting it at number 10 was everything must go. Yes, Uh, that was a series. I never saw that. Serious movie, it's good, but it's a little depressing.
0: So this movie is somewhat depressing as well. But I just love the. There's like a love story between him and um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I don't remember her character's name, but um, I don't necessarily like her as an actress all that much. But I thought she was very good in this movie.
1: Yeah, she was good, and they
0: played well together. Like they acted well together. They had a good. like dynamic or whatever. I don't know. There's a po- uh, there's a point where he like sits down with a guitar and he sings. And at first you think it's going to be like cheesy and awkward and weird, but it ends up being really good. Yeah. And it's super heartfelt. And I just absolutely love it. It can't.
1: It's original and it's an interesting premise and it's totally original. Yes.
0: It's completely original. It's way different than anything he had ever done at that point. And it blew me away. It honestly made me think like, he's not a joke. Like he's not a joke actor. He can be a really good actor. He just literally chooses to play those goofy over the top roles. Like that's what he loves to do, obviously, but he can be a serious actor. It's similar to Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey has done a lot of ridiculous things, but he's also been in some really great movies, you know, where he has acted the crap out of
1: those movies. I think Jim Carrey's, uh, on a level a little bit of a level above he, he is i'm just but saying
0: it, it's it's of the same mindset where they're the goofy absolutely ridiculous characters like he's done in dumb and dumber and all those other movies like ace ventura and everything he's done before will ferrell has that kind of we should totally
1: stuff. have done top 10 jim carrey
0: haven't we done it
1: no but we're gonna do we're it. we're gonna do that that's yeah. a great idea because he's has way more movies to choose from i know my number one right now i know mine too um, and they're the same so
0: yeah they probably are <laughs> Anyway, Stranger Than Fiction, it blows it out of the water for me. I wanted to put this as number one, but you got to give credit where credit is due, and that is...
1: Number one, Anchorman. Anchorman. Uh, by the way, on, on your number two, Stranger Than Fiction, I just watched it like a month ago. After you were talking about it once, I went back and watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, I've watched it really recently, within the last two months. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed it. I I think maybe you're giving it a little more nostalgic credit that it maybe deserves. I love it.
0: I've seen it so many times. Recently? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, within the last year I've watched it. You're
1: watching it with a lot of nostalgia placed on it. I think it's It's just so original, though. It's a good movie. Like
0: he starts hearing a narrator in his head. This lady is writing a book, and it it completely involves him.
1: This this happened to me recently, um, actually over the weekend. Um, Where you heard
0: a narrator in your head?
1: No. Oh. Where I rewatched something that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, which is Chasing Amy. Yeah. Without all, and and try to actively step back from like my nostalgic feel towards it. Yeah. And I don't know. I viewed the movie a little differently than what I think I normally would have.
0: I don't even know how you do that. I don't understand. I I don't feel like I come at it with a nostalgic view at all. I just really enjoy the movie. Yeah. Like, most picks that I have are a nostalgic pick, you know, like a lot of the older movies because of me being in high school and whatnot. This one is different to me. I don't know. I just I'm it not, was such I'm not a it. It's
1: a good. It's a good movie.
0: Movie to me, and it was so different. And I think it it just struck me so much as being a Will Ferrell movie. Like it just blew me away that this could be a Will Ferrell movie, and it was just.
1: I really like Dustin Hoffman too. M-
0: Yeah, Dustin Hoffman's great. And the fact that he's hearing this narrator in his head and he knows how he's going to die and then he doesn't. Spoilers. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really great.
1: Yeah. But number one, Anchorman. Anchorman. Um, It's so good. It is so quotable. It's It's the
0: epitome of Will Ferrell. If anybody tries to say otherwise, come on. An
1: amazing ensemble cast. Anchorman 2 is good.
0: You know what? I hate to say this. I've never seen it. Really? I have never went and watched it. I've always heard bad things about it, and I didn't want it to make the franchise bad. No,
1: it's like the same thing, though.
0: Well, that's what I've heard. It's the exact same thing, and it wasn't as good as the original.
1: Yeah, it's still good, though. But you got amazing casts like you got Vince Vaughn, you got Paul Rudd, you got Steve Carell.
0: Paul Rudd and Steve Carell. Besides Will Ferrell in the movie, a Champ. Oh, you who's can't The, the guy him. that plays Champ. I don't know his actual name.
1: Oh, he's in the Goldbergs. What's his name? Um, unbeknownst to most people, Snarf Talk translates to a whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Talk about quotable movies. This might be the most quotable movie of all time.
0: Right. It is. I would scream I mean, it from a
1: mountain. Super Troopers is up there as being very quotable, but this is really very quotable. Movie. I
0: mean... How many people in your life has, have you heard say 60% of the time it works every time? Yeah. Everybody says that. Everybody quotes something from Brick like, yeah, Brick stabbed a guy. <laughs> yeah, you might want to go like... <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> right, <laughs> Milk was a
1: bad choice.
0: Oh, that one I've said so many times whenever uh, it's warm
1: outside. I have many leather-bound books <laughs> and my apartment smells, smells of, of rich mahogany. mahogany. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, there's just so many. And then he plays the jazz flute.
1: Uh, you can't not it's, love this movie. I, I You can't. It's, it's so good. Um, it's when, so classic. When did this movie come out? 2004.
0: 2004. Okay, yes. So this is also a nostalgic pick for me just because I left the summer of 2004 and went to basic training. And when I came back uh, to school, it was my senior year of high school. And I remember going to auto class and the wedding you just attended, Jordan Barkley's, he was quoting and talking about Anchorman in my auto class. And we were in the same class. And I remember walking in and hearing him quote all of this crazy stuff about like eating the cat poop and like all of this weird things. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, the movie Anchorman. Didn't you see Anchorman? like, no, I've been gone all summer. Like, what is this? And I remember watching it my senior year after everybody else did and realizing like, holy shit, like I really missed out on a movie this summer because it was so good. And, but I just remember hearing everyone else talk about it and hyping it up and then going and seeing it, thinking you'd be let down by hearing everybody talk about it. No, it just was absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, it's one that I don't think of a lot of anymore. I would never really think to rewatch it. No, that is I've the problem it with this movie. So many times, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this movie.
0: And and it's weird to feel that way. Like I have seen it so many times too, and it's to the point where it's just like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if I need to see it again. I mean that movie, but I don't feel that way about. I love Dumb and Dumber, and I've seen it probably more times than Anchorman, but. I would still watch that in a
1: heartbeat. I, I I try and think of movies I've seen as much as Anchorman. I mean, Napoleon Dynamite. I've seen a lot. Why? Uh, Have you Super Trooper. So know, many we watched times. it all the time in college. <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, we watched it a lot. And yeah. I've watched. They had like a a little off like movie afterwards. They had like a direct to DVD. Like it was supposed to be like extended scenes, but it was actually like a second another movie.
0: I don't they, remember And then this. they had
1: Anchor Anchorman 2. Um, yeah, I can't remember what the... Oh, yeah, it was
0: like Anchorman 1 and a half.
1: Yeah, it was something like that, but I can't remember. Um, I can't remember what it was called. So, I don't I know. I don't either. Um, I don't even know if I would seen any of that. Anchorman I 2, remember I remember, had James Marsden and Kristen Wiig were in that. It was like a new new crop of also like funny yeah. people. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I've
0: never seen Anchorman two, and I need to. I need to see it. I yeah. really do. I, 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 just so many people had told me it was such a letdown that I didn't want it to ruin it for me, and I just have such high regard for Anchorman that I was like, man, I don't want this second one to do anything to the original. So
1: Dirk I said, away from uh, it. "Snarf Talk News Team Assemble." <laughs> we should have
0: that as a segment. Yeah, every, we every week we should say. Snarf Talk News team, assemble.
1: So that's it. That's our top 10. Um, I guess let us know uh, what you think. If, yeah. If we're wrong, if we're idiots.
0: Or if you have one that is different, like close to the top, like how I have Stranger Than Fiction. Chris, I knew, wasn't going to have that anywhere close to the top because he's just not as well-versed in most movies as I am. No, that's true. Um, and some of you guys might have something like that as well. Um, that we don't know about, and we want to hear it. So yeah, comment you might, on this. You might have
1: Melinda and Melinda.
0: I saw that on these lists, and I don't know what that was. I've never heard of it. i never... I
1: remember it coming out, but I don't remember anything about it or whatever.
0: I don't know anything.
1: It was really anything interesting. Anything. When we were doing the Adam Sandler list, we talked about doing this one first. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, let's save Will Ferrell, because that's going to be a better, more interesting list to do. Yes. And it, it isn't. Not. And Adam not. Sandler is a more interesting list to do by far.
0: Yeah. Isn't that weird?
1: Yeah. I do think it's weird because when you think of and Will Ferrell, you think of the biggest movie star, but then you realize like, Oh really compared to Adam Sandler. These movies really close. aren't even close. Yeah, yeah,
0: they really aren't. And I compared them to him at the beginning of the show, just similar, like similarly wise, like in the way the movies came about, like, you had Adam Sandler like just shoveling out all these movies in the '90s and coming into 2000, and then all of a sudden Will Ferrell did the same thing, and they're all of the same mindset of like the goofy type comedy movie, right? So it was similar in that aspect. They both came from Saturday Night Live and started. And into Will a Ferrell movie did
1: rated R comedies, and yeah. Adam Sandler did PG 13 comedies.
0: Yes, big yeah, difference. Yeah, that's true.
1: But I never thought Adam about Sandler's movies. A lot of them had. A, they were a little more plot driven. And they definitely had more um, emotional resonance to them a lot of times than a lot of Will Ferrell's movies. I, I feel agree. Like. Yeah. And he's taken bigger stretches with his career over the years. Oh, yeah. So I, that's For why sure. when you brought up Jim Carrey, I thought, oh, that's interesting because he'd be even better to do than both of them.
0: Yeah, he would. he's, and he's that's had a what longer
1: we- career, a very varied career. He's been in way more stuff. I, I would imagine. Yeah.
0: The, the reason I thought we had done them is because of the top 10, like 90s comedies. Yeah. And I had, I think I had an Ace Ventura or something on there, both of them or one of them, something like that. Um, but he would be, Jim Carrey's movies would be a very good one to do because there's so many that are yeah. good.
1: And I'm not going to have a lot of comedies on my Jim Carrey top 10.
0: Um, I mean, I'm going to have a few, but that's about it. Yeah. Isn't that weird to think about when you think about Jim Carrey that you're only going to have a few comedy movies and then we're, we're going to actually be talking about serious like...
1: Well, I don't know. It's probably about evil, even, right?
0: Nowadays it is, but thinking back at Jim Carrey, I don't know. It's crazy to me that the, the path that he's taken yeah. and that he's not as prevalent as he should be.
1: Let's, let, if, you, if our listeners have ideas of who they want us to do, we should take some ideas from other people.
0: We should do a poll. Like a legitimate poll on Facebook Facebook of who, like what top 10 you want to hear or whatever topic you want us to talk about.
1: Yeah. Um, We got some time left. Do you want to do some what we're watching? Yes. I have uh, several things. I'm glad you do. They're not really long to talk about, but. I only got two. All right. I'll talk about uh, a couple things. I uh, watched or tried to watch the Golden Globes.
0: I didn't even know they were. That was a thing.
1: Uh, oh, Nolan said top. Oh, oh man, we got a lot of comments. Dirk said Will Ferrell's SNL highlight the ta- the outtakes. Uh, he, the Will Ferrell SNL DVD, yes, is incredible. It is, and I have it. I have it too.
0: There's two of them. Um, the first one is better than the second,
1: but yes, amazing. I still love the. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year
0: yeah where he's on the he's puking yeah. he's on that spinner thing
1: love that um, I did that in my house this winter while it was going on on the hoverboard <laughs> you did yeah.
0: then you puked all over your house no, no I didn't that's that. awesome
1: Nolan said top 10 Tom Hanks movies would be great correct absolutely we are going to do that next we will that's a that. great idea because we've done a couple comedians here yeah we should definitely do top 10 Tom Hanks yeah
0: we really should that's a good one Um, Old Prospector. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a good character of his.
1: Yeah. He's got uh, so many great SNL characters. Uh, Yes, a ton. Um, Anyway, I tried to watch the Golden Globes. Tried being the operative there. Yeah. I couldn't even partake in even the littlest bit of it. It was like...
0: Wasn't it all over like Skype or... Zoom? uh, Like it was Zoom.
1: So they had... Tina Fey in New York and Amy Poehler in L.A. And they had audiences there mm-hmm. um, of healthcare heroes in the audiences, right. and then all the celebrities were on Zoom, and they did it did it like that. And you know, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey huge fans of both of theirs. I, yes, I absolutely. They love had them. definitely had some funny jokes here and there. I mean, I'm not they work lie. phenomenally together. Yeah, and. But it was fine and it wasn't great. And then I tried to like just, I'm like, I'm just going to fast forward all the way to like they so announce, you recorded it. Yeah. Till they announce whatever the category is and whoever wins. Okay. And I tried it for like a couple categories and I'm like, I just can't, I can't do this. I can't. I don't know if I'm Because of the gonna, format or. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch an award show again. These people are so unbearable. They really are. Uh, It it is
0: becoming more and more over the last five to ten years. I would say, I would say five, really. I mean, not even ten. I would watch a lot of those award shows all the time, like the Oscars and Golden Globes and all them. I would watch them all the time, and it didn't bother me. But really, over the last five years, it has just gotten so. It's so steeped in
1: politics. Uh, That's identity politics.
0: But that's, and that's not anything it should be we're talking about entertainment. I want to see you act as a fake character. I want to see what you do in that world. I don't need your opinion on something that you have no bearing telling me what I should think. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's what they do. They get up there as a platform to tell you what you should think because they think it's right. Yeah. And I, I, that's not what you should you're not a politician. It's just like you should have no
1: every single thing, every comment, everything is about it's just all diversity, diversity like it's all all they're talking about. Like Tina, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are making and jokes fine, but- and then they stop to like make a serious message about diversity and stuff and I'm just like stop it. Like, no one cares. Pick the best movie Pick the best actor. <laughs> yes. Let's move on. Do your speech, and this is why um, I I love Ricky Gervais. He hosted it last year. Um, they had 17 million viewers
0: because he's n- relatively normal and he has an opinion.
1: And he's not. Yeah, and he's not that bowing. anybody else would. He's not bowing to the woke mob. Right, but their viewership dropped 65 percent this year.
0: I feel like that's a significant number.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, <laughs> they are blaming it on the fact that everybody's sick of Zoom calls. So that's why they didn't want to watch it.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll find out next year. <laughs> yeah. When you don't, when the they next beg Ricky Gervais to come do. back. Yeah. And they will. I, I don't know if they'll beg him, but they'll get somebody else in there that's similar. And I think mean, it'll fix it. I don't but. know
1: if you can get anybody better than Tina Fey and Amy. I know. Amy Poehler. They're phenomenal.
0: And they've had huge ratings in the past, and that's why they had them there, because they did were so good Did they do so the
1: Oscars, or did they do the Golden Globes? I
0: think they've only done the Golden Globes. I didn't think they did the Oscars.
1: Okay.
0: But, well, anyway. But if, they've done it multiple times. It was
1: unbearable. I'm a fan of movie award shows. I, I want to be a fan. I do, too. I just can't.
0: I'm a fan of the business, right? Like the entertainment business and movies and shows that I like, I want to see them awarded for what they are doing. I want to see the, you know, these good shows awarded for what they do. And I also kind of look at it as different things that I haven't seen winning these awards. Then I go back and watch this stuff because it could be very good, you know, and it's a way to learn that.
1: And sometimes it is.
0: Yeah. And it's a way to get into new movies but the way it's been it just it is unbearable because it's it doesn't need to be political you are an actor just act i don't need you to tell me to save cows or to like eat vegan or to vote for a certain person just just act and get off the stage you yeah. know accept the award and say thanks I'm going to probably play something again next year.
1: Yeah. Let's judge the movies and the actors based on their performances. Yes. Let's judge them based that's, on that.
0: That's all you need to do. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to be doing.
1: So anyway, uh, I don't recommend. Okay. Good to Snarf know. I, does not recommend. I'm going to take your... I'm just going to assume you're on the same mindset as me. I so. am. Uh, you go ahead. You got one?
0: Uh, yeah. So this one's a little off the wall for me, but while I was dying... I woke up and decided to watch a documentary. And I've never been a big rapper or into rap
1: at all. Ooh, I have.
0: But there's a documentary You used about, to call
1: me White Smoke. Oh, really? Yep, that was my rap name.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix of, about the notorious B.I.G., Big Papa.
1: I saw that, and I really wanted to watch it.
0: It is... I wanted to watch it because I wanted to know more about his life, obviously. I, I know, obviously, the main songs that he has and stuff like that, but I didn't really know anything about his career. I didn't know anything about his life. Were you a fan? Not
1: really. I mean, it, See, I was a big fan when I was a kid. I had CDs. and It was
0: fine. It just wasn't the type of stuff that I listened to. Like I said, I knew it. I thought it was good when people would play it, but it was nothing I would listen to on my own. Yeah. Um, but going back and watching this it doesn't change my opinion on what I'm going to listen to music wise, but it was a very interesting documentary learning about him and the people that were around him and his life. His mother blows it out of the water for me. She's an amazing lady. She's so down to earth. They were from Jamaica and, uh, she would take him to Jamaica every summer. Um, just to go back and visit family and whatnot, she'd save up money and they'd go back to Jamaica every single summer. And then he'd come back and he would, when he'd go there, his uncle and other people there would rap and he'd learn things from them, but they'd also listen to like R and B stuff. And what I thought was interesting is that everybody that was close to him said you would never hear him rap or do any of that in his spare time. You would only hear him sing and he would like sing R&B type songs or be like very melodic in the way he sang. But then all of a sudden when he'd go and record, he'd record his music, but it was all influenced by that kind of stuff. And you, I didn't know that, but listening to it and watching the documentary, you could clearly see that it was, but his mom was awesome. She didn't know a single thing about his rap career until a neighbor lady came over and said, you know, I heard your son's album and there's just so much profanity on it. I couldn't listen to it. And she got so mad when he came home. She like scolded him and yelled at him that he's using all of this profanity. And what is he doing? I didn't raise you this way. And I just thought it was really funny. And then you have an interview with, uh, uh, his name's Chris, but you have an interview with Chris and he's like, he's like, yeah, I just kept telling my mom, like, don't listen to my music. Don't listen to my music. It's not anything you're going to like, you know? And he just lived a different life than his mom ever knew. Uh, But she she was a a very, a drug like empire, what he started getting into. But for a while, he didn't do anything with drugs um, at all until later, a little bit later on in his career. But he started his career very young. Yeah. He was like 22 or 21 when he first came out. But by the time he was 23, he was just massive. Yeah. And he was 23 years old. Like, that is so incredibly young. Your brain doesn't even develop until you're 25. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how young he was. And I had no idea that he got to be, that he was really that young. But it's a great documentary. I think anybody should watch it, especially if you grew up in that time frame. Um, It was just really interesting. I You'll really enjoy it if you go back and watch it. But I thought it was really cool because one of the guys that was with him uh, videotaped everything all the time. He said just one day he picked up a camera and popped a tape in and he just started taping like some things. And then all of a sudden it became like, I'm going to videotape every day, all day. And that's what he did. And that's what they based. That's how they made this documentary is just all that's of that cool. footage that. Why haven't you done that for he me? Videotaped. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the same for me actually. <laughs> Why aren't you, we should videotape each other all day, every day. Yeah, day.
1: We're going to have to like quit our jobs, but yeah. Oh, done. <laughs> I'll quit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really want to check that out. That looks cool. It's
0: pretty neat. I like it a lot. And seeing, you know, yeah, what's that one guy? Uh, Diddy.
1: P. Diddy? Yeah. No, I think it's just Diddy. Sean Puffy Combs. (laughs) Yes.
0: Seeing him on there, you know, he's, he's fun.
1: Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I watched a movie or I, I've been trying to finish watching a movie Mm -hmm. for a week now. Oof. doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't. Uh, irresistible. Um, it no, came no, out recently. It's it. on HBO. It was uh, John Stewart wrote and directed this movie starring Steve Carell, where he is a... It's after the 2016 election. He's a big wig, like Democratic, like campaign manager. Okay. They lost, and it was like...
0: Man, this doesn't even ring a bell. I'd normally have seen something about this
1: stuff, but I don't... Yeah, so it's basically about him, like, in shambles after the 2016 election. It's very political. Of course. And it's about, like, oh, we got to go out and find, like, the future of the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. So they go to this small town in Wisconsin. And find Joe Biden. And find this, like, they call him the colonel, which is, like, old army ex-army colonel. Living okay. in Wisconsin. He's like an everyman, but he's a Democrat. Eating cheese. And so he, this is like the presidential campaign manager would have been for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. At the time, And he goes there and he's like, this is the guy. This is going to be the future of the party. So the first step, right, this is in this little town, like the size of Mazat Morris. Yeah. You know, and he's like, he becomes his campaign manager to win mayor this town. Okay. And before you know it, the head Republican campaign manager you don't want to let him win so they come out and back the Republican mayor mayoral candidate and it does have a lot of interesting points to make about like money and politics and the point of it all and what is it really um it's it's got some interesting points to make what is it really well there's a good scene there is a good scene where he flies it, they're they're like embroiled now for this little city mayor, um, okay. in this huge election, yeah. national coverage. They need all this money for these campaigns. It's a big deal, yeah. right? And and the joke of it all is obviously they can they can call everybody in the town and do a poll, you know, <laughs> because it's not a big town. Yeah. But they 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 get a private jet and they fly them to New York City to meet with all these like super liberal benefactors donators to the democratic party because like we got to support this guy this is the future of the party right and he and this guy's like steve carell's character is like sold on this guy he's like bought in he's like this is the guy like he's mm-hmm. so raw and real and there's a little bit of like talking down to him like you're so real you know but that's like an insult in a way you know um but they're aware of that like the movie is aware of that which is good. Okay, good. But yes. so he goes up in front of these people, you know, and he he wants this colonel to give a speech to all these rich, you know, elitist liberals in New York City to get them to donate a million dollars or whatever. And he just he's like, This guy's just like, This is the problem. He's like, I gotta fly on a private jet to New York City to convince you people to give me money so I win a campaign. About it so I can save my town, basically. Yeah. And you don't so I gotta I gotta raise millions of dollars from these rich elite people in New York City to save my own town. Instead of just, just saving my own doing, time. Doing it. Doing yeah. the work. You know? It's a good scene. It is. And that's like a turning point in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I
0: feel like I know Jon Stewart He's pretty he's, I know he's, a,
1: he's he's leftist, but he's always been pretty good much better than trevor no trevor noah oh yeah about like giving both sides towing the line towing the line a little a little bit
0: a little bit he is a leftist person in his but the genuine take that he has on most things on helping people and trying to get things taken care of in his own life like in his own personal life oh yeah he's done some incredible things with veterans yeah Um, he's done a lot of incredible incredible stuff he's involved right now with like burn pit stuff that I'm on a burn pit registry because, um, like on our base, they were just incinerating things. Right. And they said that it could cause a lot of like sinus problems or like respiratory problems, which I didn't think about for a long time. But as soon as I came home, I had a sinus surgery because I couldn't breathe. And I never really thought about that. And that's when I was like, hmm, maybe I should get on this registry real quick to make sure that they know that I'm a person that was there at this time. But then he's been involved with that because the government's completely ignored it. And then I, there's just so many things. And then the there 9-11, the 9/11 the thing. Yeah. I mean, he's,
1: like, instrumental in that. Yeah. They, those guys were fucked over.
0: Big time. And he's he's done very good stuff.
1: They have died at, like, a so, rate of, like, 70 times... The national average, right? Because of all of the,
0: yeah, all the stuff that they were breathing in.
1: Which I get it; it's part of the job. But support them. That's support their families,
0: the families and whatnot. I don't think any of those
1: firefighters or those families are out there saying like this is unfair. They knew what they signed up for. Yeah, but you have to support them after the fact.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um. So he's done very good stuff. So I, I would assume that in that movie you would have. Something like that, a scene where it you get might f- resonate with you to say like, okay, I understand that, but the majority tone is
1: going to be... For sure. There's no doubt about it, but it's fine. I, I'm not an overly political person. I mean, no, I have I my, my opinions, either. but I can watch a movie that's about the other side that might not be my opinion and enjoy it and be Over able to a st- week. Yeah. I mean, it's totally fine, <laughs> but here's the deal. It's not very good. It's not a good movie. Um, I'm trying to finish it. It's like one of those, I keep falling asleep because it just doesn't keep you. I
0: give up after a certain point. If I fall asleep two nights in a row to something... It's
1: been five nights in a row. I don't watch it again. So, So, Do you need to see the ending? The only reason I'm coming back is because one of those nights I woke up at the ending and something completely 180 degrees from what I expected had happened or was happening, and then I fell right back asleep. Uh, and I'm like, I got to see what's going what that was. <laughs> yeah. Or if it was even, maybe it was a dream. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I only got like 30 minutes left. So I think something. So you can finish that. Yeah. That's I'm going to do finish. it tonight. I think something big happens in the end. And I don't know for sure. Um, like an assassination? No, no. Oh, So it's fine. It's a little pandery. It's a little over the top. It's not particularly good. It has some moments it has some good acting. Steve Carell is, is great. such an incredible actor. He he's very very good. But at what here's he does. the thing. If you want to watch a Steve Carell do his best work, then watch Space Force. That show is phenomenal.
0: Okay, I need to go back and watch that. I never did get past the first episode. I or, I mean not that I didn't get past it. I just didn't go back after watching the first episode. And
1: boy, talk about a show I had no interest in watching at first because I'm like I don't want to put up with all this Yeah, I didn't bullshit, really either. Liberal bias bullshit.
0: And even after the first episode, I kind of felt the same way. It's good. It's good. There's only one season of that, right?
1: Um, yeah, one season. Yeah. Um, I got a couple more things. I won't get gloss over. I'm I kind of catching up on like regular television. Are you really? I realized I hadn't turned on my direct TV in two months. I, I don't
0: watch regular TV yeah. at all, ever. So
1: I popped it on. I had a bunch of like Goldbergs recorded. So I've been watching that. Um love that show. This yeah. season is not not good. Oh, that's too bad. Um Superstore I still continue to love this show. I don't know why it doesn't get more attention.
0: I don't know why it gets your
1: attention. It's good.
0: I've I've only seen a handful of episodes maybe, it's and really I thought fun. they
1: were fine. It's really funny. And I'm liking the new season. I like I like the show a lot. I'm bought in, I guess, to the characters at this point. Yeah. Um, but one new show that is on network TV I'd never even heard of. Yeah. I saw a commercial for it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to record that. Recorded it. I've watched three episodes now. On, I love it. Okay. It's called Young Rock. Oh, I've heard of this. It's The Rock. And it's set up as an interview format. He's running for the 2032, 2030 presidential election.
0: Like the actual Rock? The isn't? Rock.
1: Okay. As himself. Okay. Is running for president. It's like 2032. And it's like the premise is he's sitting down in an interview with Randall Park, who I love. Yeah. Playing himself. And he is like the dateline, like the like 2020 host, you know? Okay. At the time. And he's like getting The Rock's life story because he's running for president.
0: And then they flash and back. And then they to- flash
1: back to all through his childhood. And it's really his childhood. They're real stories from his life. I had no idea that his dad was a world famous wrestler. Yeah. I had no idea that he grew up with Andre the Giant.
0: Yeah. So I knew his dad was a wrestler and he grew up around wrestling and was like brought up in the wrestling community. I guess I didn't know he grew up around Andre the Giant at all. That
1: was like his uncle, basically. They all wrestled in the same company, him and Randy Savage, uh, Andre the Giant. Rocky Johnson. Oh wow! All these guys, and it's just this wild look. Jake at, the Snake. I, I didn't. I haven't seen him yet. I've only seen three episodes. This wild look at wrestling in the eighties, um, and their life and his life growing up. It's a fun, happy show. It's funny. I, I
0: have heard very good things of it. The Rock is hear about such it.
1: a positive force in the world. Yeah, he really is. He really should be president.
0: <laughs> and. And to be honest, I think he has had serious talks or serious thoughts about running for that, like in the future. Um,
1: be a big pay hit for him, but yeah.
0: Not really. You can still get stuff while you're president. <laughs> and he's got so much money now. Well, What's anyway. What's the difference?
1: I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I've missed a bunch of episodes because I came in late. Yeah. I don't have them all recorded. You know, So I'm, I'm assuming they're on Hulu. Probably. It's an ABC show. Yeah, you would be able to watch it It so should be on Hulu. It's a Disney show. So, so
0: there was a, a show, Superman and
1: Lois. Yeah, it came out. I haven't watched it.
0: For the longest time, I thought it had been out. I thought it had been out no, for a while. No, it just came
1: out. I, I'm, that's what I'm getting at.
0: I thought it was out for the longest time, and I was like, oh, man, I should go and watch this show. And then I realized, oh, it's only two episodes in. It literally came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it's getting relatively good reviews. Where it's can already, you see it on? Um, it's on the CW, so you can't watch it on Hulu right now. You can, you'll get it on Netflix, but after the, the season finale. Yeah. It's eight days after the season finale. Um, you can watch it on Hulu Live when it airs, but you, it, you can't watch it after that. Well, because crazy. I looked into it, and I was, you can't watch it after that. So I'm not really sure where you can watch it. I don't it other think than,
1: there's a CB, CW app, because no, I think they that. got a Netflix deal.
0: They, they do, and that's, so the only deal that they have with Netflix is that after the season is over, eight days after the season finale, they will put it on, the so, whole season on Netflix.
1: So I saw it dropping, I, th- I thought, you know, I mean, I have DirecTV, I'll just record it. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what, I just want to wait till the whole season's out and binge it. I,
0: I, I thought there was a lot more episodes out, that's why I was going to look into it and found out there was only two, so... I, I want to watch this though. I, I think do, I want to watch the show. It
1: looks it looks good. It does. I
0: like the fact that Superman is in it. Yeah, he's in a suit and he's flying around and, you know, it's like the it's like the show from the nineties. Yeah, the it, show we grew up on. Yeah, I want to see that and it really intrigued me. But I haven't seen it yet. That wasn't anything I've been watching. But I want to watch that. Yeah. Um, but one I have watched that we'll talk about real quick we've talked about it every week since it's been out is WandaVision.
1: Yes. WandaVision.
0: Episode eight came out last Friday. Episode nine is going to come out tomorrow. But when, if you're listening to this audio wise, it has came out last Friday. Um, We will talk about it again, coming up. The season finale is the number nine, eight came out. um, And all along, we've been saying you need to watch the show. You need to watch the show. I still believe that you absolutely need to watch this show. I just feel like they could have done better
1: for episode eight. Yeah, episode eight, we talked about it. It was, it was a bit of a disappointment for me. Yeah. Um, it gave us what it thought we needed or wanted. But in retrospect, we realize now that it was just boring. Like, yeah. We had already we'd f- figured it out.
0: And, and you had said it in a text message that I agree with is cut the mystery crap out. At this point,
1: yeah, advance your you're the the story.
0: Second, you're like the penultimate episode of this season, and you're gonna still continue with this. Like, ooh, what's behind the curtain? What's gonna happen after this? Like, stop it. We know what's going on to a certain point right now. Enough.
1: We know it, enough. Yeah, we
0: know enough. Tell us what, you know, Agatha Harkness is doing. You know, you laid out what. You know, Wanda or Scarlet Witch is doing and how she got vision and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. I liked that part of it. I like that they show that it wasn't just her storming in and stealing him. Um, I, I just was,
1: didn't need 40 minutes of it.
0: I know. It just, I had told you 20 like 20 minutes you could of have, it. They could have given us this as like the third episode and I would have been happier because it would have set up the season. Right. You know, I felt like this is what could have set up the season for a a really great story going forward but it's aggravating to know that there's only one episode after this what can you possibly give us now that is in a 40 minute episode or 43 minutes whatever you're going to give us that is going to blow me away to where it's not i just it's not yeah
1: if you would make it 10 12 episodes um fine otherwise you should have cut the whole eighth episode and made it at 15 minutes and then added another 30 minutes of story. Yeah. We need the story to advance forward. We Advan- need like more we need of the answers. side characters, which are more interesting than the main characters.
0: The, over, <laughs> the overall, like, uh, the, like, what they've been doing this entire season is continuous episodes of no story advancement and more questions than answers every single episode. So it started to change a little bit once you got into like fifth, a little bit, then sixth and seventh. You're like, oh, okay, now we're getting somewhere. And then eighth goes right back to like episode two. We're like, what is? Yeah, we're, what we is get happening? It. We get it. I got it. But what else is going on? Give us a little bit more. We're not stupid. You know, like we're not a dumb audience. Yeah, you don't have to lead
1: us through that. You don't have to hold our hand.
0: We, f- I felt dumb after that. Like I felt like a dumb audience member that that I, you've got such a great story we can't get it. But now I still feel like after episode nine, and again, it sounds like we're ragging on this overly hard. This is still a great series.
1: It's an unbelievable show. It's a must but, watch. I do love episode eight at the very end. Yes, you're a scarlet witch. Yes, yes I think that, that's, I mean, great that's a too. great line. And I but think episode
0: nine will be really great because it's going to reveal a lot of things. But it's not going to give us a payoff. It's going to give us, it's going to reveal these things. And then, uh, again, it, it, this is to set up phase four, but it's going to set up phase four with just more questions with no answers, and we're going to be left, you know, in the mud. So dude says, it more. makes
1: you want season two. It's something different. That's what drags you in. Yeah, I mean, I agree that the series has been something different, and I applaud that. Yeah. I'm specifically talking about episode 8. Yeah. Which to me, if I know that it ends at 9, I consider it to be a wasted time.
0: And and that's my problem is that we do know it ends at 9. And I'm
1: fine with a, a, a mediocre episode 8 if I know there's 12 episodes.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: I, they, I can't completely, completely agree winners, with that, you know. Yeah. But I don't need 20 minutes of trying to understand past trauma for for well, we are we get Agatha it.
0: Harkness like that whole scene with the witches and stuff took so long it was unnecessary it didn't give us any answers to her besides the fact but that even she just Wanda absorbed and these Pietro, witch pow- power you know their
1: past trauma like we get it yeah the
0: the only thing you got out of that is that she enjoyed sitcom TVs like the right. the old school sitcoms that's what you got out of that. Is like where did the sitcom come from all right well we're going to sit through this whole war scene And your whole house being destroyed and all this stuff happening just to get that.
1: You liked Bewitched.
0: Yeah, you liked the Mary Tyler Moore or uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke show. Like, that's what you were telling us? (laughs) Okay. It was aggravating, to say the least. Um, It's a a fine episode. It just was slow and unnecessary. It
1: sure takes the steam out of a train that was a rolling. Yeah. You know, it did it, it was really building to something and it takes steam out episode 9 could blow us away
0: and at the end of episode 8 we do get a reveal of a different vision um so in the comic books this is a spoilers by the way FYI like if you don't want to hear it then i'm sorry either pause it or whatever listen later um but in the comics there is a white vision and it is created um by sword in the comic books for a different reason. Like Ultron comes back. Um, but it's like a fake Ultron that was created also through this vision character. And so people are skeptical that an Ultron type character could come back in phase four, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but they did reveal that a white vision has been made by sword. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll be a big deal in the future, especially for Wanda. Um, I don't think it was quite the in,
1: payoff that they were expecting it to be, but...
0: No, I don't think so either. Uh, it just, that is revealed that they have this. It was kind of foreshadowed when that he talks about, like, well, we can't have this, you know, sentient weapon running amok. Like, he's literally talking about how powerful Vision could be And it kind of tells you like, oh, well, he obviously wants that power for himself. And then at the end of the episode, he clearly has that power for himself because he's created it. So it makes sense. I think episode nine is just going to be a little bit more of that. And again, end with more questions than answers.
1: I think it'll end with a big bang that sets the movie universe up. But you got to remember our next movie is Black Widow. And that was meant to debut before this. Before this. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get a lot. You know. Not out of that movie.
0: But I'm excited for that movie still. Super excited. That's a great character and that's gonna be a great movie. You yeah. should have seen it when was that supposed to come out? Like last summer. Yeah. Last, or last, last May. May. Yeah, yeah, last May. That's what I thought. So it's almost a year later and we still haven't seen that movie. Because they refuse to just release it on Disney Plus. They want to have a theatrical release.
1: I'm glad they're doing that.
0: They could have a theatrical release right now. Yeah, and I want a Disney theatrical
1: clubs. release that makes a billion dollars, though. Yeah. We need it. Our society you're right. you're needs right. that movie.
0: You're not going to get it, though. They could release it right now, and you're not going to have a billion dollar movie.
1: But they're going to release it in May.
0: And you're still not going to get a billion dollar movie. I don't know. I don't think we will see a billion dollar movie again for a long time. Because you're just not going to get the crowds.
1: Well, we'll see. And that's see. sad. Um, anyway, Patreon.com slash uh, Snarf Comics is where you can go to support our show. Check it out. Once yes. again, most important thing you need to do right now is hit the share button on this video. Share it to your Facebook page. But the even more important thing for you to do is go to SnarfTalk.com slash Madness. Download a bracket. Get in on the Snarf Madness 2021 tournament. It costs you nothing. You have the option to win a $50 gift card and a t-shirt. Yes. Why would you not do it?
0: And get them filled out now. Like you need to get we're them. We're going to
1: start this in a couple weeks.
0: Fill them out and send them to us. Cause once we start the contest, if you've, if you've sent us a bracket after we've started the contest,
1: you're disqualified.
0: Doesn't work. Yeah. You're cut because we've started telling you our
1: picks. You've cut to the core of me, Baxter.
0: And there's a quote, Anchor Man <laughs> quote, uh, so if we're starting to make our picks, we can't, you know, take your bracket. We, you may have cheated. I'm not saying you did, but you might have. Yeah. You know, and we don't know that for sure. So get us your brackets now. Email them to us however you can. Picture, scan it, whatever. But email it to us at info at snarfcomics.com.
1: That's right. And for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.